greater than <laughs> Mike check one two one two. Mike yep. check one two one two. It's the taste <laughs> to consider podcast. We are back for another episode. Let's go. As your husband or your man, why would I ask for sex or ask to be cooked food or ask for affection or ask anything? When the dog ain't asked for a motherfucking thing, but the dog get groomed. The dog get fed, the dog get affection. Now, unless the dog talking when I leave this motherfucker, dog ain't asked you for shit. So why would <laughs> me, as your husband or your man, have to ask for anything that I need? <laughs> I'm not asking for shit. If you know what that dog need, and that dog ain't asked you for a motherfucking thing, but you don't know what I need, and I have to ask, I'll take care of it myself. And don't get mad when I take care of it my goddamn self. She did. She did. It's a taste to consider podcast. Let's go. Yeah, this is a, an untouchable funk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This for all the players and the playettes. Where we at? You did. I'm talking about from this side, that side, east side, west side, your side, my side. It's all about being funky, man. <laughs> hey, yo. That microphone is heavy deed about baritone And I'm home alone, dig it And I'm always staying freshly dipped On one, two, fifth With a dog's bark and a dreadlocks And bizarre splits Okay, 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 okay It's heavy deed again Hallelujah I'm on your TV screen again You see me on your MTV And on your BET And on your local focal point video show Nigga, this how it flows so I like an eagle No sequel, no equal I get love from all the fucks Cause I'm still my people I'm dynamic punks Panic when they see me They get all shook up When my mic's hooked up Let's get it on Untouchables at your door All your whack rappers hit the floor Untouchables at your door. Get your back, rappers hit the floor. I, I bleed forever, thugging on a quest to get G's. Running from enemies ever since the days of a C. I'm under pressure. The stressor had me drinking, thinking niggas after me. Much too paranoid to blink. Wonder why the police don't want to see me stacking G's. They after a player, but I won't let them capture me. I gotta thank the Lord for the weed and the nicotine. I can't sleep, close my eyes and see wicked things. I keep my pistol by my bedside. One in the chamber, preoccupied with homicide. My life's in danger. Rolling down the 45 Beware strangers Hand on my 45 That's what the vein does I'm probably wrong But I'll never know Until I'm gone From out the gutter Where the jealous motherfuckers roam Pass the weed Let that Hennessy Get to me Before the penitentiary Let's get it on Untouchables at your door All your whack rappers Hit the floor Untouchables at your door All your whack rappers Hit the floor I thought you knew I stay true to this rhyme thing I do I have all the honey saying go poo I flip a style from the project building 70 Upon the 60 I turn food stamps to green stamps to work power amps And so weed under corner lamps But now I'm just microphone talking So when you see my ass have my cash Or just keep walking Niggas got more game than Genesis Seen a movie made in L.A. Now everybody menaces But them you don't trouble we Because they fall victim to what they see Hey, I keep you real and real Like my last album title song But I understand it takes a year for niggas to catch on Hit them in the head, dog So let's get it on Yeah Split the duchies, fill it with the skunk They're about to get wicked in the joint Uh, notorious is glorious Niggas know who's the mind blower, the weed grower. Have you seen doubles like Noah, the rhyme flower, B I G? 
top rocks with the clock Check your pockets and your sockets Just the way my pops taught me when you throw the drop Check them thoroughly The bastard might spin around and try to bury me And dead niggas don't make no moves When I'm slinging in the hood I don't fake no moves, alright? Reminiscing on my swinger days When I drove a caddy and my bitch sported finger waves Yeah, she had the Gucci boots I had Saruchi suits Oshkosh, Bagosh, Coca-Cola looking real cute Junior Mafia representing Bucktown Mac 11 cop back, niggas better duck down Face down, you know the routine, the green Earrings, you know the drama, Biggie brain Let's get it on Say stick and sit a podcast Say stick and sit a podcast. Yes, indeed. We're back for another episode. Shout out to all the Spotify listeners, Amazon listeners, Apple Music listeners, Stitcher, YouTubers. Shout out to everybody who checked out the first episode of Taste Reviews, the drink edition. But I'm not here by myself this episode. The 100 episode. Yes, indeed. I got some guests, some familiars, if you don't know. I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> the UNU Network, starting from the left, let me let them introduce themselves. It's your boy Waves. You can catch me on Instagram, Waves underscore DC. That's with a Z and not an S. Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. It's your boy, son. The mother lovers back. Shout out to your mother. You can find me on IG at Antonio. She love her. <laughs> it's your boy O King Johnny O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny. Here, uh, one half of Separating Two Podcast. Shout out to my co-host G Deck. And last but not least, your main man Littles. I thought I'd never do this again, but uh, Rip somehow convinced me. <laughs> you can catch me on all socials, and I mean every social at Littles one one two six. That's my birthday. Where's last thirteen? Shout out to the fellas for coming through. I definitely appreciate that. Anytime, but let me anytime. let me officially introduce the show. How many intros you got, bro? <laughs> Lord. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Dirk Silver, and we're back for another episode. Yes, indeed. And I'm going to get right into it because I know the fellas got things to do. But yes. No, we good. Yeah, we definitely are. We're going to get right into this episode, though. Thoughts on that first clip that I played before the intro music. <laughs> Can you play it again? Got you. As your husband or your man... Why would I ask for sex or ask to be cooked food or ask for affection or ask anything when the dog ain't asked for a motherfucking thing? But the dog get groomed, the dog get fed, the dog get affection. Now, unless the dog talking when I leave this motherfucker, dog ain't asked you for shit. So why would me as your husband or your man have to ask for anything that I need? <laughs> I'm not asking for shit. If you know what that dog need and that dog ain't asked you for a motherfucking thing, but you don't know what I need and I have to ask, I take care of it myself. And don't get mad when I take care of it my goddamn self. She did. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but for real, that clip though, like I, I see, I saw a video on Instagram like a couple of days ago with. This um this chick she was making lamb chops for her dog. 
Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah you saw. <laughs> was she single? I don't know. No, I, didn't say. I don't know. <laughs> she was going gourmet in that kitchen. Yeah. Found out it was for the dog. She was making <laughs> lamb <laughs> chops for her dog. Wow, that's got tough. She loves that dog. I've noticed that some women don't understand how men can have friendships without knowing basic knowledge about each other. So I'm explaining to you how. For example, me and my homeboy, we were all chilling at my friend's house, right? We were having a big get together. And one of my friends said something about his birthday. So I asked, hold up, when is your birthday? And he goes, it's tomorrow. I told him happy birthday and he said, thank you. Then his girlfriend looks at me and she goes, wait, hold up. How are you his best friend and you don't know when his birthday is? Y'all have known each other for so long. How do you not know when his birthday is? Because I'm not you. <laughs> what? I'm not his girlfriend. I don't need to know his birthday. You got to remember his birthday because you got to remember the day, get him a gift and put some thought into it. Me and him been passing the same $20 back and forth. <laughs> it's low maintenance, and that's why it works. Men aren't friends with each other based off of knowing every single little thing about each other and every little secret. We're friends because for the past eight years, we have both seen every dumb, embarrassing, and dangerous thing we've each done. And every time afterwards, when we were at our lowest, we looked at each other and was like, same time next week, and we hung out again. That's how we did it. Now I get it. Two women are friends, and one of them forget the other birthday. Good Lord, watch out. <laughs> they may never reconcile over some date that the other one wasn't even there for. But as long as me and him still like football, we going to be all right. <laughs> oh, that's facts. Yeah, because when that I first facts. saw that clip, I was like, that's son right there. Yeah, that's facts. <laughs> <laughs> Known these niggas for like at least a good, what, 15 probably? 15, 20? I don't know everybody's birthday. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know everybody's birthday. That's and the only reason y'all probably know what my birthday is because I do a cookout around that time. So. I don't even know my own parents' birthday. Hey, <laughs> I, tell my, is, I tell my sister to remind me every time. Hey, yo. This the reason why Facebook stay active. Yeah, nah, exactly. exactly. Nah, for real. I go there for one reason and one reason. Nah, only. I know somebody's birthday this week. Hold on, let me check. Whole time I just found out my grandmother's birthday is two days after mine. I never oh, knew that. Hey, yo. The only reason I know Scott's birthday because it's the same day as my dad's birthday. That's wow. crazy. Yeah, I think I. I just found out Scott's birthday was two days after mine, like a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to my grandma, but I was like, "When is your birthday?" She was like, "Well, you know, it's two days after yours, right?" <laughs> she was like, "We just, we just never make a big deal out of it because, you know, we be celebrating your birthday." I was like, "Wow!" Yo, <laughs> like I, I never knew. I know like a handful of birthdays, and it's all scattered. I know friends. I don't know some family. I know this person, but I don't know that person. It's all crazy. I don't need to remember. As long as you know I love you, it's all good. Yeah. Right. I'll always know your birthday because you got it in every title. You're so. damn right. <laughs> they, they are literally celebrating my father's birthday right now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday, Pop. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy yeah. birthday. Happy but going birthday. back going back to the clip you, you played, Rip, I think it's just it's just two men and women have different energies. Yep. Yeah. The masculine energy and the female energy is just different. So we don't celebrate or or raise each other up in the same way and we understand that and it's okay amongst us but as he said in the clip like if two girl if your good good girlfriend forgets your birthday <laughs> y'all probably would never yeah. <laughs> reconcile right it's she, a beef it's she a definitely gonna get you back that. for your birthday yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. i think just the the simplicity of men sometimes yeah and and you know i, I don't like to use the word all because nothing fits everybody but most men we're pretty simple. Like it's you know, we 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 don't feel the need to waste energy on things that don't make or break anything in our life. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'll be honest with you, half the time 
if people didn't say happy birthday to me, I would forget my own damn birthday. <laughs> that's I mean, that's true. I'm dead ass. Like, I'm I'm still shocked at how people go so crazy about their birthday. Like, they be like, oh, I'm celebrating all month. All month. And I'm like, I hate that what? all month shit. Like, what? <laughs> you know, and my, you know, people ask me, like, oh, it's your birthday. What you want to do? Uh, I want y'all to leave me alone. Like, <laughs> that's definitely me. Let me yeah. sit and be quiet in my own space. <laughs> I'm just I'm one of them guys like it's not that big of a deal to so me. So y'all don't y'all don't care about the the celebration and then y'all don't care about you know getting together and nothing like that. I ain't gonna say that. I mean no. if it's cool. Oh. Go ahead, son. If nah, it happens, ahead. it's all good, but oh, it's okay, not yeah, yeah. something that has to happen. like I'm not gonna be mad because nobody right. threw me something for my birthday. Right. True. That's how yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, that's I, why I do it myself. So <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gotta worry about that. I'm I'm the complete opposite. Well not now. But when I was growing up, I never had birthday parties. I'm with because you. I was literally born on Thanksgiving, and I ruined Thanksgiving oh, yeah, for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I thought you <laughs> was like my wood. mom's water broke during Thanksgiving dinner, and That's she had her crazy. dinner at at the hospital. Wow! So I grew up having my birthday on or around Thanksgiving. So I yeah. never had parties. Mm. I always thought that about you. I was like, dang, that gotta be tough to have your birthday around a holiday. Yeah, because yeah. uh, what my family would do is. Um, I share my birthday with two other cousins as well. We're all eleven twenty six. Wow! So they would buy a cake. And have like a little celebration during Thanksgiving, but I would never like have a party. Yeah. Wow! So it wasn't until I got older that people threw stuff for me. I was like, "Oh shit, this is what yeah. I've been missing for twenty years." <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that, and it's it's, it's wild how things that happen to us as as childhood play into our adulthood. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like because I didn't have, you know, my parents would you know get you a cake or something like that, but it was it wasn't like every year mm-hmm. it was this huge deal made about my birthday. So I think growing up and becoming adult. I just it just never was a big thing because it wasn't a big thing for me as a kid. Right. And you, I think that just stuck. You treat your kids like that too? Like is their birthdays a big thing? To be honest, the reason why my kids' birthdays are made into a thing is because of their mom. All it right. ain't because of okay. me. Like all their right. mom is like, oh, you know, you know, Landon's birthday's coming. What we gonna? I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm not against it. I'm not anti it. Yeah. But if it was completely left up to me. I'd be like, yeah, you could come sit here next to me on this couch <laughs> and watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's a fact. It, it so, always be like the female who do the hair planning or what mm-hmm. we're going to do. We just sit back and say, okay, we'll get this and we'll get that. Right, mm-hmm. Bro, if women don't plan stuff, we'll never that's get That's a fact. Yeah. The, first <laughs> birthday, the first birthday party I ever had was when I was in a senior in high school. I was 17. And my girlfriend in high school threw me a surprise birthday party at the Red Lobster in Atlanta. Wow. That's lit. That's lit. <laughs> That's back when Red Lobster actually meant something. Right. <laughs> right. I, I, feel, I, I, I feel like birthdays, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like birthdays being a big thing correlates with like the, the rise of social media. Because I think like everybody needs something yeah. to... Show off. show off or you know draw attention, make, to get that attention. Draw attention. so it's like oh it's my birthday so i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that yeah, i'm gonna do that because i want to post it you know yeah. what i mean because i don't remember before social media i mean you know people celebrate their birthday don't get me wrong but like a month celebration or like yeah, that that month is crazy. because yeah. my birthday in august we're gonna do something every day <laughs> right <laughs> don't call me i feel like i feel like they go super extravagant like you said just for social media yeah like yeah. if social media didn't exist you wouldn't be doing all of this yeah. right. exactly you'll Especially. celebrate for a weekend but you're not doing exactly. five weeks five different right. parties five different exactly. looking at their credit card yeah. statements and you bank would, accounts yeah. out there be like damn i probably shouldn't have went that hard huh? <laughs> and now you're saying now you're saying men ain't shit when they get close to the first <laughs> on twitter because rent due <laughs> Nah, it's, I feel we like saw them with tweets. social media is definitely for 
a lot of attention, even with the countdown stuff. Then people reposting every post they get for happy birthday. I don't even think I posted my birthday on social media like the last couple of years. I just let this shit rock unless like somebody close post something and I just repost it. But that's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. So you saying you're not going to uh, repost nobody uh, if they say happy birthday to you this year? What did I just say? <laughs> no, I ain't hear what you said. But I'm sorry. I said let somebody close like post something and I'll repost you it. You already know what he reposting. I was about to say. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. The same <laughs> recycle. Me, me and Wave, like that, like that, uh, like that pod, like that clip said, me and Wave been passing the same three pictures back <laughs> since 2010. When we was a lot younger, a lot thinner, and everybody was, you know. Well, I'm about close to that size well, you, now. You back so. now. You back. My bad. <laughs> we might have to update the yeah. picture. <laughs> Give me some more time, though. I got you. All right. I got this post right here. It says, bro, can I borrow $50? I hate asking. Reply. I'll just give you 100 if you mow my grass or Damn. something. Another 100 if you go do my baby mama's yard. <laughs> Reply, I'm not doing all that. <laughs> I'll pay you back when I can come on. <laughs> Reply, yeah, you cut off. Dang. Oh, <laughs> what the hell? So he was going to offer 200? So pretty, so pretty much, if if I ask one of y'all for some money mm-hmm. to borrow something, y'all be like, all right, just come over and do, you know what I'm saying? You got to do something. something. You, you got to work, work, work for it. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't nah. do that. That's fucked up. Nah, that's I not really a friend. Though. Yeah, I, just, I just sent you the money. Yeah, yeah, that's a fucked up nah. friend, bro. I ain't gonna lie to all that for fifty dollars? Yeah, that's. <laughs> and then you know you got it. You gonna add more money, saying if you do this, I'll nah. give you another extra fifty. That's like, like flexing. You, you got, got more money. money. Yeah, you I got the money. Know. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, instead of you paying me the fifty back, you know what I'm saying. If you come over and, and cut the grass, then nah. Nah, we even. I'm gonna nah, pay you your fifty. I'm just give you fifty back. Like we grown. I'm I'm sitting here right now shocked that y'all. I'm like I'm sitting here shocked that y'all. What you expecting me to come cut your grass? You know what I'm saying. The reason I'm not, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't ask to borrow money and stuff, and I paid it right back. Like, I no, but I'm saying if I asked y'all to borrow fifty dollars and y'all been like, yeah, just come over, cut my grass or whatever, I would be mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. All right, hold nah, it though. So I mean, that's, I'm not asking you yeah. to give me fifty dollars. I'm asking you to loan it. Like, I'm going to, like, I'm not asking you for for me not to pay you back. Now, if I didn't have it, because if I, I cut your you grass, back. you're not getting fifty dollars back. Yeah, I'm saying it's the, the barter. Yeah, it's the barter so look, system. Right, w- but what I'm saying is I don't want to cut your grass, so how about I just give you a <laughs> fifty? <laughs> right, so look, Rip, I'm going to say this. If that's what you like to do, then I'll say that. Like, if you like to cut grass, then I'll be like, bro, just come cut my grass because that's what you like to do. I ain't going to make you come do some shit out the way. <laughs> that you need to do. Oh, no, I'd rather cut the grass to give you the 50. Right? <laughs> <laughs> in, what? in hindsight, yeah. Yo, I'd rather cut, cut the grass. I kind of like money, back. so I don't really. Yo. I don't but like cutting grass. Bro. Nah, bro. But then know. he said, come cut my baby mama yard. Yeah, that was actually. <laughs> nah, but, oh, he said, but, but he said, yeah, he had, a, he had some more money on there. So that's no. $200 for two lawns? No, that's yeah, $100 for one. Yeah, no, it's $100. Yeah. $150. Oh, $150. $150. $150. $150 for two. If you'll come cut five and a half acres for $50, nigga, yeah, I'm, you with yeah. <laughs> I'm with it. Yeah, you tripping. I'm with it. With a push lawnmower, too. Right. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. And you got edge it, too? No, I would get one of my dad's riding jumps, and I'd be good. Nah, but if, I mean, $50 is, I mean, I can't, $50 to me is some short shit. So if you ask me for fifty dollars, then it's whatever. Like, yeah, I feel the same. I'm gonna way. give you the fifty. And and nine out of ten, because I know how niggas is. <laughs> if you give it back, great. Now we talking fifty dollars. Right. Yeah. If you give it back, great. If you don't, I probably won't even Ain't really trip off. You probably won't even remember. 
I'm going to remember. Oh, I'm probably going to trip. 20, I'm not going to remember. 50, yeah, I'm like, 50, hey, remember yeah. that 50? 50, I'm going to remember. You know what I'm going to remember, 50, when 2K come out? <laughs> can I get that? But you can just buy me 2K, bro. You ain't even got to give me my money back. Yeah, like, there you go. That's a fact. Yeah, I don't know, that's, that's crazy. All right, we've been podcasting. We've been podcasting since, what, 2017? Damn, so it's 2023 now. How, how you overall, how y'all feel about podcasting? Like, personally, y'all doing it and just overall the the, the whole atmosphere and space of podcasting? Mm. Oh, I'll go first. Uh, I still don't like it. I like to listen. I'm not the best at doing it because I hate my voice. I hate the way I sound. I don't like being on camera, all of the above. But I'll support and I'll listen to everybody else's. <laughs> I'm a big fan of podcasting <laughs> at work because it gets me through the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I know if I'm if I've heard everything out, I know a podcast is somewhere waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Being honest, I think for me, podcasting is therapy for real. Mm-hmm. Like we know. I mean, <laughs> 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 we don't heard y'all show. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's therapy. So I mean, I felt that way when we was doing you and you. I felt like it was therapy too. Also, mm-hmm. it was just fun therapy. Like it's easy to. I feel like especially when you're around people that you love and you you cool like we brothers and shit like it's easy to say it's almost like you forget that you actually podcasting yeah you're just, having my a you just having having conversation so that's what i really like about podcast that's what i like mm. i feel like it's a double-edged sword that is true too i love it and hate it at the same time <laughs> to be honest with you i and i enjoy um the final product and the artistry of it, but also on the other end, it's a lot of work. Yes. Like it takes yeah. it takes time, mm-hmm. it takes dedication, mm-hmm. it takes, you know, uh perfecting this craft. It's almost like and you know, it's almost like a job yeah. that you don't get <laughs> properly compensated right. for. Yep. And I no one wants to work for free. Right. So um, there is times where I thought it's like, why am I doing this? <laughs> it's like, what's the point? It's like, are y'all Negroes even listening to what the hell I'm saying? But when I check my numbers, the numbers is good. The audience is growing. Um, I think the you and you network for that. Um, so I, I feel like it's, 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 it's a double-edged sword and it's definitely – for me, it could be a love-hate relationship at times. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It is a lot of work. I do more work for the podcast than I do for my real job. <laughs> <laughs> like, and shout out to the You and You Network, three yes. stars, two bars, unprocessed knowledge, separate the two, um, reservation for three, uh, code of shame. Wherever uh, he may yeah. be. <laughs> Somewhere in the room. I, I, <laughs> but yeah, we've been doing this for a minute, and like, it's a lot of work. Like, <laughs> I say for me... Um, I'm I'm one that enjoy it. I, I like to talk, and it gives mm. me. I think now that I'm older, and I don't um, um, the social media outlet of expressing yourself can be challenging because, um, you know, it's a popularity contest mm-hmm. more than it is social media. Facts. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like with my own show, I'm able to to be my authentic self and say what I feel and not have to worry about somebody. Well, somebody can still be offended about it, by it, but they can't podcast me back. Like this is my show. And if you enjoy what I have to say, then you, you, 
tune in. Like I'm I'm real big on um I'm real big now on um being connected with people that are like minded or or may feel you know, feel how I feel to create like a community for myself. True. Because I think that's necessary. I think I think even when we talk about social media, even though, you know, some things you may express may get you in some type of trouble, I think it's necessary to have some type of outlet. Right. And some people don't have people around them. So social media is their way of having that outlet. For mm-hmm. me, it's my podcast. Um, I've noticed for myself over the years, I've done less and less uh vocalizing my opinion on things on social media and saving it for my pocket. Right. Mm -hmm. And I get gratification, like Scott said, from seeing the numbers and seeing like, oh, people are coming back every week. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's motivation enough for me to keep going. (laughs) The challenge is for me and my personal um, journey in podcasting is doing it with other people because that's a challenge in itself. Getting schedules to, to mm-hmm. coincide, you know, um, getting on the same page. Even we was doing the you and you, you know, it just had I wanted to do you and you more. But it's such a challenge to get so many people moving at the same pace at the same time. Right. And even in having a show where it's just me and one other person, it's still that challenge of like. Uh, do our schedules coincide, you know? Yeah, so Especially like what Scott was saying about the, the, the doing it for free, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we was getting paid for it, then niggas would be like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm about to show up so I can mm-hmm. get this check. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> That's a fact. True. That's a fact. But I've always been a person that's had um, hobbies. Mm-hmm. And so it's just become, like I said, one of my hobbies. So like, don't get me wrong. I, <laughs> I want to make money from it. Right. But I'm not driven by that. I'm driven by just enjoying an opportunity to vent and, you know, get something off my mind, off my chest. That's one of the things that I used to hate when uh, we first started podcasting. Like, everybody will always ask me, like, you getting paid for it or you trying to get paid for it? I'm like, bro, come on. I'm just, I enjoy doing it. Like, that shit is annoying. And don't get me wrong. It's ways to make money with it. But but then you're talking about another job. So (laughs) podcasting in itself is a job marketing it is Mm -hmm. a job creating finding creative ways to monetize it is a job and when you're doing like this this podcast where you're doing it by yourself that's a lot of hats to wear and people um people have sort of put a negative uh uh energy around especially male podcasts Mm -hmm. right some of it is is warranted i mean some people (laughs) be wild as shit you know what i'm saying but my thing is like anything else. It's it's like music. I don't like every piece of music that's made. I gravitate to the music that I like. And I think versus people bashing podcasts, they should just gravitate to the podcast that, that they, they like. Yeah. And believe it or not, there's a ton of people that's right. still not hip to podcasts. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I still find people every day that's be like, podcast? What the, how do I listen to that? <laughs> <laughs> so it's wild. I didn't right. realize it's been seven years though. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, you about to move? Hey, Rip, before you move on, let me ask y'all this question: oh, What, what, what's y'all favorite show that we did together? Um, you and you, Joe. Probably the, the R&B show. show. The R&B, the R&B, 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 R&B bracket. R&B bracket. Yeah, that was that was a good one. 
Or whatever show that uh, Scott talked about the air conditioning. That was funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I the definitely got it. I definitely got it on 73 today. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but that's, that's because I got, a, I got a whole new unit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, well, let me play good. this clip right here and let me get y'all thoughts. No matter if you a good person, cuz, like, don't nobody care that a man is a good person if he broke? You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody care if a man is a good person if he can't fight. Don't nobody care if a man is a good, like, all that shit comes after you meet the technical requirements. That shit gets stressful, bro. It's, it's, it wears on us, you feel me? Like, again, I'll be hearing that it's about other shit, but be honest, bro. It's about that after we meet the technical terms. And that shit is really starting to, it's starting to eat away at us, bro. Suicide amongst black boys, amongst black men, it's rising. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's from carrying the weight of this thing that we taught not to complain about. And many of us never will. That's a we'll fact. Carry it into the, we'll carry it to the grave, bro. We'll grind ourselves right the fuck away to meet that standard of manhood. That's a fact. But I think it's a responsibility still, though. But it's a, it's a toxic standard that was set by you guys. So I guess the whoa, next whoa, whoa, step whoa, whoa, is... Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't lie. Women uh, didn't yes, set the yes. standard. Let's, let's, let's pause. I am a black man. Mm-hmm. I subscribe. I did not set. Who? Okay, I did, so not, I can give I did you that. not build the standard. Right, I so, build no system. The most I can do is subscribe. Right. Mm-hmm. But you subscribing, how can you change your subscription? What again, before before you put this all on men, what do women still expect us to be? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's deep. Thoughts. Yeah, that was deep. <laughs> That's crazy. Shit. Thoughts? I think we have to stop installing. Oh, oh. I got plenty this. of thoughts, but I don't want to be the one doing all the talking. <laughs> No, no but I just feel like there's definitely like this this main like standard or vision of a uh, a black man mm-hmm. that what he gotta what he gotta do provide uh, protect all these keywords that they be throwing out today and stuff and it's like we gotta damn near be like perfect mm-hmm. we yeah. can't we can't have no flaws mm-hmm. we can't have no imperfections or nothing mm-hmm. it's always us that gotta hold some sort of accountability Mm -hmm. on something and it's just like okay we we sitting out here just looking at as like you know what i'm saying we gotta shut up and basically like what they were saying with lebron shut up and dribble we gotta shut up and walk Mm -hmm. we gotta shut up and go to work Mm -hmm. we gotta shut up and come home we gotta Mm -hmm. shut up and pay bills Mm -hmm. is is nothing else yeah we can't we can't be nothing outside of the standard we can't be an individual we can't be like john was saying we can't be authentically ourselves mm-hmm. that's a fact and then females these days always be like women yeah women be like i'm old school or i got that old school thought where no, they don't the man have to do this <laughs> and have to do that like where did that come from women are women nowadays are old school when it's convenient for them facts facts mm-hmm. and this the reason why i say what he said is so deep because you know, I like to I like to bring things to my own personal self. Right. So at 43, I wish I knew at what I know now at 43 at 23. And one of the biggest things I'm going to say to men, especially young black men in our community, like I feel like if, if men really be honest, we have put so much into a woman having a woman being with a woman da 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 that we have not spent enough time on ourselves right mm. 
And it took me so many years to realize this. Like, yo, I put so much energy into compromise, adjusting, Mm -hmm. changing, trying to change, trying to do different, to please some woman. And it took me a long time to realize, like, yo, when are you going to do something that pleases you. When right. are you going to do something <laughs> that makes you feel good? And I'm telling y'all, I'm speaking from experience. As men, when you take that time and you get yourself personally together and you get your shit in order and whatever whatever that is for you, right. you will find that you would not be attracted to the same type of women. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't tolerate the same things from women. You wouldn't be so easy like women always talk about men so easy you know if if you throw some box at them you got them you know what i'm saying we wouldn't be so easy because when you take the time to build something yourself and really put that time in you're not gonna just let anybody come in and be in that and what's happening now is you have women that have that mindset they they work on themselves they build themselves up they work in the jobs they get the money they buying the houses they have the cars they can travel and they're not going to just let anybody come into their world. And I think more men need to start having that standard for themselves. Right. It's almost like when you – and this just came to me when John was speaking. Like, we like the going to come into America. We like the woman and coming to America in the beginning when uh, Eddie Murphy was supposed to marry the, the, uh, the chick or mm-hmm. whatever. We mm-hmm. like her. Mm-hmm. We, we have to – from the moment that we – we start really comprehending things as a as a little black boy or whatever. Mm-hmm. We we start we getting everything from from our mothers, the society and stuff like that to the point where we program to be a certain way for somebody else, yeah. for a woman, yeah. as opposed to actually being who we supposed to be, mm-hmm. who we were created to be, who we uniquely supposed to be. Mm-hmm. We we got to design ourselves around what manhood is or what uh masculinity is or mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying all that stuff like that we we never get to the point where we actually act decide to be who we supposed to be and i'm not saying i'm not saying women are a bad thing and i'm not saying having a woman is a bad thing don't get me wrong i want to be clear because i know how people do right <laughs> having a woman is a beautiful thing having having somebody by your side and being to help me and all that is a beautiful thing I see so many guys, though, that are dependent upon that woman. And not to quote Jay-Z, but Jay-Z said in, in a song, I think it was on Best of Both Worlds. He said, he said, you never know how somebody really feels about you when you when they need you or you need them. Because or, or, that's what it was. He said, you never know how somebody feels about you when you're both down because you both need each other. So there's no strain on a relationship. But when one person get their stuff together and the other person don't, then you'll start seeing, you know, one side, you'll start seeing how they really really feel about you. But the other side, you're not really seeing because they still need you. Mm -hmm. But when you both got your shit together, that's when you really find out what the two feel about each other. And I thought when he said that it was so powerful because I, I see so many times that men attach themselves to women and yes, there's an attraction there. Yes, you like having sex, you know, with this woman. You like being around this woman. But are you really with this woman because you really feel strongly about this woman? Or are you with this woman because you need her? And the reason why I say yeah. that, I see a lot of guys that 
I'm living with my woman. I'm driving my woman's car. You know, my the guy say, oh, if you're not doing this, we're so dependent upon what a woman does for us. And I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying I just see this a lot. And I think if more men took the time to get on that get on that path or that same level as women are trying to put themselves on, I think it would change. It would completely change the dynamic yeah. and you wouldn't be pressed for every little thing that come your way. Because once again, you're not going to let just anybody come in and tear down something that you built. You will tolerate things differently. Some of the stuff that women get off and be saying, I'm like, you must deal with a dude that depends on you or that needs you. Because any <laughs> dude that don't need you like that is yeah. not going to tolerate some of this yeah. stuff. I don't know. I don't want to get long-winded. Any more thoughts? <laughs> I got another clip that ties into the next, to the last clip. Well, before you go to the next one, uh, the the gentleman in the previous clip you, you you played, he touched on a good man and what what a good man is. If you ask ten different women what a good man is, you get ten different answers. Mm-hmm. That's facts. <laughs> That's definitely so, facts. Like, what is a good man? Yeah. <laughs> like, who 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 knows what what that is? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like. As black men, are we? How are we defining masculinity? Are mm. we defining that based off what other women taught us masculinity is? Mm. You know, <laughs> that's kind of that's a great question, Scott. Yeah. And you know, like I said, um, getting older, I find myself don't even I don't even worry about that. Like, I think masculinity is th- that's talk for women. True. As men, I think we need to be, you need to be the man that you are. True. And the woman and whoever, and, and yeah. whoever gravitates to the man that you are, because guess what? Every nigga don't know how to fight. Yeah, true. Every nigga is not going to make a million dollars a year. Ask Earl Spence. We're not doing that. Every nigga is not going to make a million dollars a year. You know what I'm saying? Right. And Kevin Samuels, may he rest in peace, he got ripped apart, but a lot of stuff he was saying was true. Yeah. He said how one, one, 95% of the women are after a 1% man. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. It That's doesn't crazy. make sense. Yeah, That's crazy. And people say, oh, he's crazy. He, Oh, he said, no, he's just saying in a harsh way sometimes but all he basically was saying was we got to start being more realistic yeah exactly Facts. yeah that's bottom line yeah all right let me play this clip i think we have to stop installing this opinion of manhood and good man into our boys our young men our men a lot mm-hmm. of times what we're held to as even even what being okay looks like is mm-hmm. a societal standard and it doesn't leave room for that man to develop on his own yes. mm-hmm. because I'm trying to develop into something for somebody else. Realize who I am outside of my relation to other people because that's really what a man through societal standard is measured by is his relationship to his work, his relationship to his family, yeah. his relationship to his wife, his relationship to power and provision. And none of it is about developing as a whole person. And we continually like install this into boys and men and wonder why there's a lack there. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about the spaces we occupy. Men dominate a whole lot of space. We got mm-hmm. plenty of space. It's just that the version of manhood is not safe. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like just from that clip and the last clip or whatever, it's like everything that we do has to be based off of some external shit. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. never about like some standard. Yeah, it's never about like oh, John he funny. So you know what I'm saying that's that's 
that's what brings out for me. Or son, you know what I'm saying? He 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 got the cool jokes or whatever. Or you he's know, a protector. Yeah, you, you know, know what I'm saying? I like the way he protects me. Yeah, he he's horrible at cars. He can't fix a car, but right. he makes me feel safe. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? That, it's like that feel safe shit is just that's opinionated. Basically, like exactly. You, that's you true. You saying too. he protect me, bro? That's a feeling. But mm-hmm. that that's almost that's that's projection and shit. They projecting yeah. shit off of what they getting from society onto us mm-hmm. or whatever. They not even allowing us. Mm-hmm. That 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 goes that goes down to the the whole point of like when you talk about uh, men and with how how men feel love with respect. A lot of women don't respect no. men. <laughs> period. Facts. That's a fact. Like, because they don't even allow us to be ourselves. And like, how you say you love me, but you're not even allowing me to be your true the, self. Exactly. They want you but to you, be somebody else. But you exactly. hit the nail on the head. It's it's not even it's not even a personal thing. It's an overall thing. And, and you hit the nail on the head. Women don't respect men, whether that be from they didn't have respect for their father or their grandfather right. or something that happened to. It's just across the board, I don't respect men. And so it doesn't matter that you my boyfriend, my husband, my father, my uncle, my brother. I just don't have respect for men. And that's what we up against. Right. And it's so true. Like, men, if if I don't feel respected in my situation, I'm out of there. That's right. me. That's me personally. I'm right. out of there. I cannot. I don't. And, <clears throat> and my respect is not predicated on how much money I bring to the house. Right. Or my respect is not predicated on, you know, whether I made you feel good or not today. You know what I'm saying? Respect is respect, period. And I think a lot of women miss that. A lot of women miss that. And it goes both ways. We have to be respectful towards women. You know what I'm saying? But I just know that I think that because both men and women have not spent enough time, um, like Scott saying, understanding self that we get in these these relationships and it's two strangers trying mm-hmm. to right you a stranger to yourself i'm a stranger to myself and we trying to make something work together if you don't have a good relationship <laughs> with yourself you have no business trying to be in a relationship with nobody facts, else bro. Yep. Mm-hmm. Facts. and my thing is when people get in these relationships like what do y'all want <laughs> what do y'all want out the relationship mm-hmm. like what y'all want this relationship to be mm-hmm. like you know he wasn't you know he's not a millionaire you you probably knew he couldn't fight when you met him. You probably knew he wasn't six feet with muscles. Right. <laughs> it's like now you get with him and you expect him to be a right. totally different dude. Right. right. Yeah. That yeah. that's completely illogical. Well, we gotta ask the reason why are you even in this relationship in the first place? Like you're in a relationship because you're following a script. Because mm-hmm. uh that's what you feel like you're supposed to be in. Yep. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people do. Yeah. But that's the that's the that's the thing about social media. Social media is made made it to the point where like I call it attention ships. Yeah, niggas want attention, and they want to post stuff about you know what I'm saying going on vacation, holding hands, and taking pictures, and going on these dates and stuff like that. Like, are you really in a relationship, or you really just are you in a relationship with the person that you're dating, or are you in a relationship with the people that's following you, that's giving you those likes and shit? Or even with women who get with people. Where they try to turn them into something that they want them to be instead of being with the person that they with. Mm. Yeah. I can change him. I can. Yeah, I can yeah. mold him into yeah. what I want. Like they, uh, you know they not try to are. have this fantasy of what they want in a guy. Like they building something when that person is not that person at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Social media has normalized living up. 
to a relationship standard <laughs> right. that is not real, <laughs> which is illogical when you think about it. You trying to live up to something that is fake. Yeah, and we and we and I say this all the time. We've let the the print the pimps, prostitutes, scammers, and drug dealers set the standard. Yeah, they're looked up to on social media. Yeah, yeah. they they say if you think about it, every. All the all the people that have the say so, if you really sit back and look at it, they the pimps, the prostitutes, the scammers, and the drug dealers. Yeah. That, that don't none how they think, how they move, how they operate has nothing to do with my normal life. Uh, that's the quote unquote culture. That's our yeah, culture. That's our culture. <laughs> right. I don't do none of that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a fucking manager. Like I'm a manager. I'm a manager. I don't drive a Benz. I work for a living. You know how he got that Benz? He sells drugs. Yeah. That's not yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? From it's everything from the salary you make, the job you work, where yeah. you travel, what restaurants you going to, is all about this standard that mm -hmm. they want you to live up to. And mm -hmm. if you're not living up to it, then you're a bum you or, get you're, you get or you're broke yep. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to crazy. certain restaurants now and you're looking at they clown. You're like, what you doing there? You couldn't go here? He couldn't take you there? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just be sitting there like, bro, because I know I've, I've gone on plenty of dates or whatever. And like, this shit ain't cheap. Yeah, it's definitely not. <laughs> like, bro, <It's> not. One, <laughs> thing, one thing I could say in my experience and and I and I say this with the utmost confidence. Most of the stuff, the most of the conversations and stuff that we see and run into on online on social media, I have never experienced in my personal life. Yeah, I have never had a woman turn her nose up because I took her to a certain right. restaurant. Yeah, I have never. I've done. never experienced, you know, a woman not wanting to talk to me because I didn't drive a certain. I have never experienced. Or the main that. one. When you ain't six feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> I've never that ain't real life. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that they talk about, um, it's it's this clip with Tommy Davis and I love. He be like, who are these niggas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, but that's how I be. I be like, hey. what are y'all talking about? This never happens. This shit is hey. all off of social media. From my experience, <laughs> from the plenty of years, I'm, I'm 41 years old, like, a chick that's feeling you, she gonna do whatever, exactly. whatever. Yeah. Like exactly. you, you can go to the damn park. She exactly. don't care as long as she with you. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. And as a dude that has been blessed to have personality over the years, your personality will take you further than any money or anything else will. Yeah, yeah. And I guarantee you, all these, all these women that talk about, oh, he took me. They didn't have a good time. Yeah. Hmm. If you notice, they never post about the great time they had. They just want to show you exactly. what yeah. they yeah. did. Yeah. That no, they doing fact. something. Yeah. And sure. that, that's why I would be like, you can tell a lot of times where people ain't never been nowhere before. That, yeah. that too. <laughs> you can always tell yeah. when nobody ain't been nowhere before. But then you also <laughs> got them women who, when they are traveling somewhere, they don't show the guy that they with. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah, yeah. That shit is it's all, all for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I tell, especially young people that haven't lived long enough to separate the two, no pun intended. No pun intended. But I think because we're older, we're, we have the, and we've gone through life experience. Like somebody uh, tweeted something, uh, you know. Back in the day, what did y'all do for fun? Like, and I always say, we was outside. Outside, for real. Yo. Like, outside. It wasn't just a term. Like, nigga, I was really outside. outside. Like, I've dated. I've, you know, I've traveled. I've done all this stuff, and so I'm able to separate social media bullshit from real life. 
I I can say, but a lot of young people, right. that's all they know. Mm, yeah. they, they think, think life is social media. Yeah. They think if if you didn't see it, it didn't happen. Yeah, right. that's <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> we also have to keep in mind. I mean, if you're under the age. If you're 25 and under, you grew up on social media. That's all they that's know. That's, that's all they know. That's, that's basically <laughs> been your that's life. Yeah. And that's kind of scary when you think about yeah. it. Because that means where we got a lot of our knowledge from experience, mm-hmm. they're, get, they're fed what they know right. and what yeah. they think. Mm-hmm. It's, it's programming. They don't have no social skills. Yeah. They don't. They all don't. they know how to do is they don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. Download an app like a picture. <laughs> They don't develop social skills because at this point in time, you really don't need them and this, because technology is everything. Yeah, They yeah. don't need to go out and touch grass when everything's in their hand. I mean, right. that's something you bring up dating sites or whatever they call. I've ne- I have never done it. I've never used it either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have never done it, and and when people talk about, I'm always curious about it. I'm like, I always when people that, when I talk to people that have done it or do it, I'm like, so how do you? I'm just old fashioned in that aspect. Like I don't think I think if I got on a dating app, I wouldn't even know what to do. Like you can't you can't bring out your personality. You be that. swiping left. But my yeah, thing is like, <laughs> yes. what do you even need the dating app for when you already got the social media? It's the same thing. That's true too. Well, but it, page. if women look at their, <laughs> if, if women look at their DMs, yeah, because women. Uh, let them tell it. They, they don't, don't pay the DMs no mind. mind. So Meanwhile. Man, it's, it's, They're just waiting on the right person to get the DMs. They definitely looking at DMs. It's weird. I'll, I'll find my women the old-fashioned way at the grocery store. <laughs> All right. Let me move on to the blackety-black woke segment. I'm sure Scott will love this. I'm, I'm, sure wait, I'm waiting on this for 99 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure y'all probably talked about, y'all might have talked about this already on y'all pause, but I'm going to bring it up again because I'm curious to hear it, you know, and right now so let me play this clip black men are responsible for her being masculine because we have not helped to raise them children i I am Mm. all right hold on my fault oh there was more okay yeah let me start from the beginning mercury retrograde Black men are responsible <laughs> for her being masculine because we have not helped to raise them children. I, I am and not. when I say help them raise them children, I don't mean you as the stepdad. No, yeah, yeah, I, I mean you yeah, yeah. as an active member Definitely. in the community. She got masculine because she had to become masculine in order to deal with the rape, the abuse, the domestic violence, the, the disappointments that men had in her life, and also raising those kids and have to take care of herself all at the same time. The black woman has been the be-all in all in our community for half of a century, and now we want to turn around and say because she didn't do it perfectly enough or remain feminine enough when she had to absorb our responsibilities plus her own that's insensitive and disingenuous this is exactly why i do not support propagating tribalistic political ideals because in reality it's ineffectual and it's pointless the idea that black men are predominantly responsible for the pernicious choices that black women have made that have resulted in the adverse outcomes that they experience in life from poor mate selectivity to adopting poor values, poor attitudes, and poor mentalities is bullshit. There's a myriad of variable situations and circumstances that cannot be equally applied across domains within the black community itself because the black community itself is too vast. A communal approach would have little to no effect on a community of 42 plus million people, especially when you deal with a community of women whose attitude is, I know what I'm doing, I don't need any help, I don't need any correction, and think that they're always right. Black women were documented as early as in the 1950s saying that they don't need a husband to raise children and that they could do it by themselves. Before the crack epidemic, before mass 
incarceration and before President Lyndon B. Johnson's Welfare Act in 1964 incentivized black mothers to become single and not get married to attain government assistance. It's a movie called Boys in the Hood and it portrayed perfectly how difficult it can be for a black man to take youthful black men under his wing and try to help them make better decisions only to be disregarded and still end up in detrimental situations and ultimately dead or behind bars. He had his own son Trey and Trey's best friends were Doughboy and Rick and he rightfully stated that Doughboy and Rick were not his responsibility because they weren't his kids and Doughboy and Rick didn't give a fuck about him and care to listen to him anyway. They did what they were going to do and what happened? They ultimately both ended up six feet under. Black women will not be absolved of the poor choices that they make and black men cannot be held accountable for kids that aren't theirs that care nothing about the guidance and insight that they try to provide when they're ultimately going to do whatever they want to do because they can. Solutions are granted to individuals who value those solutions and who are open and receptive to understanding how they can obtain those solutions. And once that consists of enough individuals who align with those same values and attitudes, then a community is born. It's not the average black man's responsibility to pander and scent for a group of women who make poor mating and lifestyle choices because we're black, especially when they're disrespectful, don't value our input and think they know more and better than us. I'm always impressed how people get on it and break stuff down. <laughs> I am not that good. Yeah, okay. Yo, that first, that, the, the first dude, he just giving women, uh, he's just showing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, yo, it's just like, you, it's, you basically saying no women are not taking accountability yeah. for anything. Like you, like, hey, the reason they were this way is because of you. The reason, like, that doesn't even make sense to me. That's wild, bro. That is wild. Like, no accountability on a woman. It's like, all right, she could be she this way because of you. She, I, her attitude sucks. She can say, oh, that's wild as fuck, bro. I think sometimes we get so caught up in right and wrong. That we forget two things can be right at the same exactly. time. Exactly. True. Exactly. Uh, I think everybody's uh, making dang. valid points. You know what I mean? I I feel like I'm talking too much. No, no but I feel I, I feel we'll like I feel like that we it's fundamental, and I'm and I guess I'm just talking about my community because that's all I can really speak yeah. to. There are fundamental things that we need to address that will vastly help the overall. And it really goes back to the little things that we said at the beginning of this show. A lot of people are coming together in relationships and pre uh, procreating under the wrong pretenses and the wrong agendas. And it's contributing to the scatteredness that we have yeah. now trying to fulfill some type of void that they got within themselves and outside of the historical aspects of it mm -hmm. like just speaking on on black women you have certain black women it's not all black women i have to say that mm -hmm. certain black women that mm -hmm. will try to fulfill some type of void within themselves mm -hmm. and they will have a child with a man that they already know that that man mm -hmm. said that he don't want to have no child with them but they will have a child, period, or they will. They or will even further than that, not to cut you off, that you shouldn't even be sleeping with this nigga. Exactly, to begin with. exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's Other exactly than, what I was about to say. And it's, it's, it's. I, I hate to be this guy, but I hear so many women preference picking a mate on looks and his sexual ability. You already set yourself up for disaster. Because the thing, the sex part that is what's used to create these children, right, 
it's a whole bunch of other stuff that need to be in place before you procreate with this person. And right. I think that, like I said, it's so many fundamental things that we got fucked up. You know they always talk about like men, black men not having discipline when it comes to sex and all this other stuff. Women but this is the same thing yep. with women. Women get down there and they sleep with dudes knowing that they don't really want to be with this dude, but they just want a quick fix. It's the same shit. It's the same shit on both sides. They want a quick fix. They want to they wanna feel wanted in that moment. They want to feel loved. They, you know what I'm saying? They think that that connection is going to fulfill them and that hopefully it'll lead to something more that they can continuously get this fix going on, but then they end up being something that they didn't sign up for and then they don't know how to control their emotions and then it gets bigger and bigger. It adds on. It's like throwing, like, I forgot who was saying it. What was you, Littles, you were saying they throwing fuel on the fire? (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like, it's just, people always look at it like it's a black and white situation. Like John was saying, a right and wrong situation. It's so much of a bigger gray area Mm -hmm. with these situations that people don't want to take accountability for, particularly in these situations. And I'll be the one to say it. It'd be certain black women that do this. I mean, men play a role too, though. Like definitely, social media. definitely, big time. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I say, the reason why I say men, that's why, that's why both are right. Because men play a role big time. Because going back to what I said earlier, when you get your shit together, you probably would have never had a baby with that woman. Mm. You would have never laid down with that woman. You know what I'm saying? We do, we we do so many things out of circumstance. You know, if that makes sense. Little, you gonna go ahead and talk about your baby mamas? Say what now? <laughs> <laughs> that does not exist. Oh. Continue, John. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would say there was definitely a lot of information said in, in those clips. Um, the first thing I, I would like to say is you definitely Boys in the Hood was a great movie. Great movie, I loved it too. But you definitely can't get your history from Hollywood. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, the thing I thought about was. Sure, we are all responsible for our actions as an individual. Um, The thing that came to mind was as black men or as black people in general, not just black men, as black people in general, if we consider ourselves as a community, have we created a community environment where a black woman feels like she doesn't have to do it all by herself? Even if her particular man doesn't work out and she has a baby by him, then does the community step in and do we see that child as a member of the community or do we see that child as your child, your responsibility, you know, you deal with it and hopefully he don't rob me in 15 years. I think that's what it is nowadays. When I was growing up, um, man, everybody was taking care of everybody. If I was mm-hmm. around the corner hanging on the block. How old are you, Marcus? 34. Mm. <laughs> and you were born in 1988. 88, okay. Yeah. You barely made it, brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's on the cusp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like people would go and tell my mom, like, oh, your son yeah. around the corner doing this, doing that. Like, mm-hmm. it was like a community. Like, mm. I feel like, especially like now in my hood where I grew up at, it's, it's way different. You and know I, I think the main thing you touched on was community because. If we go back to some of the black leaders that they still make movies about, the Huey P. Newtons, the Dr. Kings, the Malcolm X's, 
um, people of that era, uh, Stokely Carmichael, they preached black unity and black community. So they they preach like if a young sister has a baby, we as a community, we got to look out for this young sister. The Black Panther started the Free Breakfast for Children program because they uh, they read somewhere that if young black youths got a good breakfast before they go to school, they do better in school. So they weren't millionaires. They all pitched in and they cooked breakfast for the neighborhood kids and sent them off to school. So that was the community aspect of it. And I think what Dr. Umar was touching on is that black woman today, she she feels like she has to be the mother and the father and has an attitude and cuss everybody out because we as a community, we let her down as to as as basically saying, well, you had a baby bomb, so it's all on you now. <laughs> you know, we're not going to do nothing for you. Fact. It's all on you. But if we this community that we say we are and we going to come together as a people and look out for each other, well, we got to look out for that sister and that baby, too. Yeah. But we're community as cliche. It's not really a community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's the it's the cl- cliche thing to say, but it, we have we really don't have no community. Yeah, just piggybacking off of uh what Waves was saying, like yeah, back when we was younger, like in the, like us being born in the 80s, like people other people like had permission to give me whoopings and yeah. shit like that that mm-hmm. wasn't part of my family. Mm-hmm. But just going off the example of today like me, like, when I go into the gym and stuff like that, when I try to give, like, uh, young kids pointers and stuff like that, them niggas don't be trying to listen to nothing <laughs> I be saying. And I just be like, damn, all right, I mean, cool. I just back off. Like, you know what I'm saying? I try to help you out. It is what it is. And I'm going to keep on moving. But it's just, like, today, like, I don't know what it is, but, like, these young dudes don't be trying to hear nothing that we got to say. Well, it's yeah. – it's, it's, um it's what like what Scott said when when we're letting Hollywood and the music industry and social media be the the mm-hmm. the guiding light. You can't let the city girls raise your children. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. If social media and Hollywood and the music is the guiding light, I mean, look at the music. Yeah, and the music is is a is a direct trend correlation to how the youngins are now. Just like when we were young. You know, I said this uh, not too long ago. I remember we listened to the the drug dealers and the hustlers, and that's what we wanted to be. You know what I mean? Now they killers and drug users, and that's what the kids want to be. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like going to your point, Rip. How can I expect a youngin to listen to something I'm trying to instill in them? They don't even listen to their mom and daddy. True. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And they mom and daddy so worried about posting their booty or, or <laughs> you know, posting something they just bought on social media. They not even realizing that their kids is drifting further and further and yeah. further away. I you feel like I mean? a main part of that now is a lack of respect. Mm. Um, growing up, we always respected women. We always respected old people. And we always respected True. kids. Nowadays, you see kids, women getting shot left and right. Like, it's no respect out in the communities, even if you was doing something you know you were supposed to be doing, when when you see that elder walking mm-hmm. down the street, yeah. you put that away. Right, yeah. you knew how to act <laughs> until they went into their house, and then you went back and to acting the fool. And they didn't want to do it, and they didn't bother you at all. As long as you ain't doing that stuff in front mm-hmm. of them, yeah, right. and they once they went mm-hmm. in, you continue doing what you're doing. And that was it. Right. But think about think about the time that we're talking about the elders. Uh, was some source of power or authority. True. Yeah. Guess what, y'all? 
We the elders. That's yeah, facts. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> we got me the elders. <laughs> and, and, and I pause because I want that's anybody true. that's between the age of 30 and 50, just pause for a second. Nigga, we the elders. Right, yeah. What example true. are we setting? Yeah. I know folk my age, they just as bad as the kids. That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. facts. And that's, that's the facts. problem. That's facts. And it'd be that's the problem. It'd be like yeah. old, like people our age hanging out with the little kids and stuff on the yeah. block. Facts. Like, yeah, that looks, you can't. That expect- looks very weird. <laughs> calling, calling. I've seen grown men calling a nigga younger than him his OG. Yeah, nigga, what are you talking? Well, big bro, <laughs> who are these? <laughs> <things? laughs> hey, no, I mean, Not, it's a fact, and the, the, the fact that we're in denial of that, that we are the elders, is the reason why we have, I'm, I'm still young. I said, no, baby, you the elder. Yeah. How you going to tell a young That's girl crazy. to pull her skirt down and your, I can see your booty crack. Yeah. Bam in the gym called me sir today. I was like, bro, Bam at the front desk. Nigga, like, you is sir. a sir. <laughs> For real. <laughs> you don't feel like it, but you are. Funny you should say that. <laughs> I, I get that every day. It'd be like some young people working in my building. I'd be like, uh, yeah, elevator third floor. And they'd be like, thank you, sir. And I'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then, I, then I think about it. I'm fucking 40. Like, yes, I am a sir now. I'm looking at your big. You are definitely a sir. <laughs> but but that, that, and this is why I say it's not really a right or wrong. It's a lot of elements and it's yeah, a lot of things true. that yep. we have to, we have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, and I'm going to throw this out here. And this always blows my mind. How old was Martin Luther King when he was assassinated? Damn, yeah. 36. Nigga, I'm 43. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Martin Luther King, my nigga, was 36. Think yeah. about that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. nigga moved the whole fucking world. He was 36. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> nigga, I'm 43 and I'm still mad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my son, I'm fighting with my son about he's spending too much time on the tablet. Like, and, Martin, <laughs> and Martin Luther King started a civil rights movement. Yeah, yeah. that's true. We the elders, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let me play this clip. It's from Dr. Umar, but it's just. Keep the Dr. This, Umar coming, bro. <laughs> nah, but it just goes to show about the, the black and white thing, because it's definitely two things can be true at one time. Yep. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be clear. I know some of us love our children, but some of our children are so far gone. Man, we're going to have to put some of them to sleep in order to take back the neighborhood. Some of y'all don't want to hear that because you don't live in reality. But I'm telling you as a psychologist, I'm not going to be able to psychologize all of them on the corner. Some of them going to sleep from God! <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know about that. <laughs> I love that video. I, I, watch it. I watch it every time it's on Twitter. Hey, yeah. Good. Damn. He's not lying, though. Not to, uh, yes, not to that extreme. Not to that extreme, but you get his point. But yeah. I get his point, and it goes back to what I what I'm saying. How could how do you? That's my question. How do you get through to a young person that don't even listen to his yeah. mama and daddy? Yeah. He doesn't. Not not only he don't listen to them, he has no respect for them because he's he doesn't look at his parents. As some type of authority figure. Right. Yeah. My daddy, nigga, you know how much stuff I didn't do because I knew Royce would put his foot up my ass? Yeah. Facts. No, that's facts. facts. That's, that's facts. <laughs> you know how much stuff that I didn't let come across that threshold because I know Royce would put a foot in my ass? Yep. We talking about youngins 
10, 11, 12, 13 got dr- drugs and guns in their mm-hmm. bedroom. Right. My nigga, the most I did was had a stack of PlayStations, and if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact I came up with a good story about a nigga, it was gonna be a problem up in that joint. Right. I still don't I still don't cuss around my parents. And you see what I'm I'll saying? I be going I be going over my parents' house, and they be like, "You trying to take a shot?" And I be feeling uncomfortable. I'm like, "Y'all want me to take a shot?" No, like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I still don't drink around. I don't drink alcohol around my family. Family, I do it around my little cousins because they got their own spots. They my little cousins. I see them like little brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. When we over grandma's house. They bringing out the alcohol. I'm like, nah, nigga, I'm not drinking in front of my grandma. Yeah. I don't use the N word. I look at my cousins when they. I'm like, dog, not around grandma. Yeah. Talk like that when they gone. Like, I think I think you have to have a healthy respect, fear. Yeah, I was about to say uh, install of your parents. Yeah, you got to install yeah. fear in your mm-hmm. kids. That's mm-hmm. how I feel. And even I could speak to even in my personal situation. I got a son and daughter, uh, eight, six, and eight years old, and me and I talked about this before. Me and their mom is like good cop, bad cop. Well, I don't know. She might be bad cop now. I might be more <laughs> but but I say that to say, you know, you you gotta have that yin and yang in parenting. Yeah. That's another reason why it's important to have I'm not I'm not gonna say two parents in the household, even though that's ideal. Yeah. But you need both parents in the kid's life. Yeah, right. you have to be active. You mm-hmm. have to be active. And right now, me and my kids' mother not together, but my kids with me three, four times a week. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to be active in your child's life. But I say all that to say, you know, and I, I, t- I told her even from when they were real young, I, there are, there's going to have to be a certain level of healthy fear in my children because I'm not going to always be around. Yeah. And I remember, like I said, there was a lot of times where I could have got into some bullshit. But I was like, nah, nigga, I don't know how your father rock, nigga. Right. But my, f- if I come, if the police bring me home, nigga, it's, it's a rock. Shit, my mother. Yeah. <laughs> for in my house, it was my dad. You know what I'm saying? For for some others, you know, it was their mom. But but it's, it's got to be something. Yeah. There, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Usually. My my father put his foot in my ass and my mom come and, and yeah. patch me up. You know what I'm saying? You, you right. gotta have that 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 other voice in your head, exactly. like oh, damn, like, exactly. I ain't trying to <laughs> deal Dis- with this. Discipline establishes guardrails. Yeah, if you yeah. have dis- not abuse, if you have proper discipline yes. in your house, there's guardrails so you know what you can and cannot get away with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, certain stuff. You know, we was all young ones. Certain stuff we could do, but certain stuff we know I'm not trying yep. to. Because yeah. if, if things go bad. It's really gonna go no, bad for me. That's a fact. Cause I um even with Elijah, this is a couple years ago, when um he was at school and he was like uh a boy was always hitting him, so I was like, why y'all never hit him back? He like, cause I don't want to get in trouble with you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh nah, you would never be yeah, getting yeah, in yeah, trouble yeah, with yeah. nothing like that. And from that moment on, he always yourself, he always right. defended right. himself. Yeah. It's just knowing that discipline, fear. It definitely established or give them that second thought of mm-hmm. doing something they're not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and it's funny you say that because I was just sitting here thinking the things that my kids do around me and I have to get on about, they have no problems in school. My kids have no problems in school. And I believe some of that is because of what we do at home. Now, naturally, they might get away with a little bit more at home because, you know, this mom and dad. But when they, when they out and they away from us, they know I'm, I'm going to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? And discipline is not always a physical thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think one big thing we have to do with our children is teach them there are consequences for your actions. One thing I say to my kids all the time, I'll give an example. 
told him to go to bed the other night. They in there, they cutting up, they playing, da da da. They get the wrestling. Landon hits his head. They come, he come in the room. He crying, oh, daddy, da da. Hollow did this. I hit my head. And I every time, every time I tell him to do something and something else happened, I say this line. You notice, I tell you this to my kids, you notice that every time you do opposite of what I told you to do, something happens. <laughs> the next day, every time. they in the living room, they doing their thing, da, da 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 This time it's hollow. She falls, she falls into the couch, she hit her head on the arm of the couch. She come and cry, da da da, da. I said, now, how many times did I told you to sit down and you ignored me and now you hit your face, right? You notice that every time you do opposite of what I told you to do, something happens. I'm 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 instilling in them like when mm-hmm. you when you do opposite of what you're supposed to do, there's consequences to that, Cause right? And right? Cause and effect. When 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 they do something that they're not supposed to do, and I take something away, they love their tablets, they love their video mm-hmm. games, they love. We got to take those things away and mm-hmm. be serious about it. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how much you cry. I don't care how much you got. You get mad. You're not getting this back. You know why? Because there are consequences when you don't do. The problem with a lot of these youngins is they think real life is the video game. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that there are consequences to stuff that you do that you're not supposed to do. But that almost speaks more to actually you and um, your child's mother actually parenting. Like Facts. a lot of these, a Facts. lot of these people out here who got kids or whatever, they not parenting yeah. because they they want to be seen and heard before their kids. Are seen and heard. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. They only that's their main focus. They want to be seen and heard on social media and all that other stuff. So they don't really they don't really care about what their kids doing. And and most of the time they putting their kids into their actions so they can be seen and heard. That's a yeah. fact. That's a fact. And it's funny and you, you say def- that. Oh, I'm sorry. It's funny you say that because I say to people all the time that don't have kids, and they be like, "Oh, you know, we've been thinking about having kids. How is it?" I say it's hard <laughs> if you're going to parent for real. Yeah. If you're gonna drop them off with grandma all the time, then it's real easy. <laughs> but if you're gonna actually parent, it's hard. Fact. And I'm gonna say this on air: all these motherfuckers that got kids and, and telling folk they all got kids. Oh, kids are so yes, kids are beautiful. They the greatest thing. But that shit is hard yeah. and it's expensive. <laughs> Let me tell you, expensive as hell. Trying it, being responsible for another life and and trying to keep them away from the fray, yeah, bro, it's hard. And I, I want to say dealing with parenting, spend time with your kids. Yeah, that goes a long way. Yeah, if you don't spend time with your kids, then they will definitely go out in the streets and look for their attention. That's a fact. Facts, it's true. Facts. That's why I don't seen yeah. every cartoon that came out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on. So have everybody seen they clone Tyrone? Yes. No, no. I seen like five minutes. Damn. So. Nope. We can talk about it. I just didn't like it. It was boring, so I cut it off. Oh, so it. waves, littles, and something. Y'all have not seen it. I haven't seen, seen it. No. I don't. I watch. probably won't even look at it. So he can, okay. he can talk about Damn. it. My days nah. of being a movie man. Ain't even gonna talk about it. All right. So the Biden administration is worried that black men won't vote for him in 2024. After turnout in 2022 midterms was much lower among younger and male black voters, according to internal party analysis. I forgot he was the president. I forgot he was the president too. Better hope anybody votes for this man. Better hope he's alive when it's time to vote. Right? What is he talking about? And he keep falling. He might. He better relax. He better get take care of. I definitely forgot. But you know, if you if you don't vote for him, you're not black. So facts. He didn't say that. Please. Well, 
since nobody else talking, I talk. You know my sentiment. I think they need to turn the whole thing over. Is they too old? Yeah, that shit it's is crazy. over. I I'm not. I hate the fact that somebody that old is making decisions for my yep. six and eight year old. It's After ridiculous. That, that, that situation with Mitch McConnell, he was standing there at the podium and just went silent. Like he was rebooting. Yeah. Listen, they out of touch. They don't. You know, I understand that there is supposed to be some wisdom in being older but that don't mean you gotta be 100 years old yeah that's yeah. too old you know what i'm saying we need to pull it back we need to turn that joint over and i don't think nobody that i've seen that's going to be the candidates for running will get my vote because they all too old mm. and it's time for some change yeah it's i think i just think a lot of times like them them bamas is just like shit just going back to clones them niggas is clones just niggas just sitting there being shields so the corporations can get whatever they want or whatever. They're all bought. Yeah. They're, they're all bought and they're coasting. They nobody, nobody is. That's a fact. But nobody is actually doing the work anymore. Yeah. I think they sit in them seats because they make millions of dollars sitting in them and seats. They can. Mm-hmm. They, they're bought. Lobbyists have bought them all up. And there is no real care for the people. And I, I think that's on every level. I don't disagree with what was said. I also think that in that comment, <clears throat> the Democratic Party is trying to set up black men to be the, scape- the scapegoats for mm-hmm. when they knew you lose the next election. Mm-hmm. Historically, the Democratic Party has carried the black vote for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. For the last 30 years, the black vote always goes to the Democratic Party. In order to become president, Joe Biden needs to carry the vote amongst college educated white women and he needs to get a certain percentage of college educated white men in Republican states. And he knows he's not going to get it. Mm -hmm. So he's setting up black men to be the scapegoats for when he loses. Mm -hmm. He's going to look at black men and be like, well, if I if y'all would have showed up, you know, Trump wouldn't be president. Right. That's that's not gonna work. So I'm not a, gonna get that black women that's, vote. That's, that's I'm not, not a fan of, of <laughs> what they presenting on the Republican side either. True. That's the thing. The the so my beef is you told me uh, Bernie Sanders was too old, but this dude is is exactly. kicking caskets down exactly. the street. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then on the other side, you, y'all told me. Trump was the savior. We see how that went. Now y'all gonna put a dude up here, DeSantis, who sound like he worse than what Trump yeah. was. I'm not. I'm not impressed by either side. And when it, like I said, I don't give a damn Democrat, Republican, none of that. I think as as a community or as Americans, let me say that we need to start focusing on local and 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 the the officials that run the places that we live in. Because them folk down in downtown in in the house and the senate and all that, yeah, and the Congress, they are yeah. washed. Mm-hmm. They are washing hey. a waste of time. And that's definitely where the moves being made at, and mm-hmm. that and that that local Congress and the Senate mm-hmm. and the House and stuff like that. That's where the moves really being made. Because we sitting right sitting here right now talking about Biden, but I'm willing to bet nobody in this room can tell me. Who are the officials <laughs> for Maryland, D.C., and Virginia? That's true. Yeah, that's true. And while we're talking about Biden. Let me Google this. Like, no. Trayvon White. Uh, I hope you're listening. Damn. I do know Trayvon White. The world. Voting is supposed to be a reciprocal relationship. Facts. Meaning, if I vote for you, you're supposed to do something for me. Exactly. Joe Biden's administration has not laid out one policy since you want the black male vote. 
what you gonna do for black men? Exactly. If you ask him what he's gonna do for black men, he's gonna say nothing because he ain't presenting you on social. Mm-hmm. On Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you not doing nothing about this, these racist police. You not doing nothing about the school to prison pipeline. You not doing nothing about systematic white supremacy. Only thing the Democrats say is, well, we not as bad as Trump. Yeah. When they want votes from other That's communities, when when they want votes from the LGBTQ community, they present a policy. When they want vote from the Asian American community, they present a policy. When they want vote from the Jewish community, they present a policy. When they want vote from the from white from women, they present a policy. But they just say black men, y'all just supposed to show up and vote for us just because. Right. <laughs> they don't want to give you nothing. And speaking of Biden, President Joe Biden to establish National Monument in honor of Emmett Till and Mamie Till Mobley in Illinois and Mississippi. How y'all feel about that? He doing something for us, Scott. Look, <laughs> right around election time. <laughs> Symbolic gestures don't mean think, don't mean I, anything. And I personally think Trump just want more followers on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I still believe he didn't. He didn't think he was going to win the presidency. He did it for clout, and he was going to try to launch a network and make him more famous than he was. Yep. I think he was really shocked that he won. But I feel like you know what I'm saying all the stuff that they doing right now, like bringing up all the indictments and stuff on Trump. It ain't no coincidence that it's happening around the time that it's happening. Around the time that Absolutely. he's he's trying to get his his campaign going and all that other stuff. Because I cycle. saw, yeah, because I, I saw on CNN actually that they they showed that um, his indictments are happening around the same time as his campaign mm-hmm. rallies and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. So they're trying to keep him away from doing that the stuff. The first Republican presidential can- uh, uh, debate is on the twenty third. It's in two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but what what uh what Kane Kane is say about ghosts? Everything they say they did, I think they did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But again, two things could be right. I absolutely agree with that. But I also absolutely think he's guilty as hell. But I think all of them is exactly. Guilty as I was hell. just about to say that. I feel like Trump is guilty as well as Biden is guilty. All, all of the them shit is guilty with his uh his son Hunter Biden and all the collusion that they got going on with his business and shit like that. All them niggas doing shit. All this is a political show. Hey. If they was going to do something to Donald Trump, they would have been did it. By now, yep. they not gonna wait three years <laughs> and then do something to him. <laughs> they would have did it the, the, the minute that shit happened. And, They're and, all evil. And the thing about the black community, we've been known that both sides is full of shit, mm-hmm. you know. But unfortunately, every every four years, y'all forced to pick the lesser know. two evils. I don't know, John. I don't think. No, I think the majority of our people don't know. That no, they, they know. Full of shit. No, they know. <laughs> and John, uh, that's saying the lesser of two evils, but what people fail to realize, the lesser of two evils, you're still picking evil. Exactly. Right. That's a fact. That's a fact. It's like pitting between Satan and the devil. But that's what I'm saying. If you, if you, at the end of the day, when we talk about just voting, right? Basically, you wouldn't be voting. So, so if, if, if. Because, like I said, I'm anti-Biden. I'm anti-all of them. Yeah. So, let's say all of us say we anti-all of them, we not voting. Then what? Niggas going to shame you. Niggas in this, the mm. community going to shame no, you. No, but I'm saying, I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm saying putting the emphasis on not voting at the end of the day, it still don't make no difference. True. It's still. So, that's why I'm saying I think as a, as Americans, I'm, I'm going to keep saying that because I don't even think this is a black thing when it comes to politics. I think Americans in general. We need to start focusing and putting pressure on the people closest to us. 
I'll never forget <clears throat> my kids' mother said something to me, and I was like, damn, that's so true. The District of Columbia, all the shit that the District of Columbia deals with, it's mostly ran by black. Mm-hmm. Why we need to put more pressure on the local officials. We spend so much time worrying about what they're doing at the top, and at the top, don't mm-hmm. give a damn about what we're doing right. at the bottom. But the people that's down here that's responsible for us for the bot at the bottom, we need to put that pressure on them like we put on Biden and Trump and right. all these others. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the mistake we make. That shit downtown, House, Senate, White House, that shit is smoking mirrors. That shit is all smoking mirrors. But I get but I tell you what, I want the schools in my community to be better. So I we need to be putting pressure on the motherfucker that runs hey. the schools in my community. And if we did that all across America in every pocket of America, I think that's where we'll start seeing change. Yeah, I kind of feel like, you know what I'm saying, like a lot of the like local shit, they they get, you know what I'm saying, a pass because yeah. we're not really doing nothing. And they, they get their little perks and all that other stuff like they that. They steal all the money. Yeah. They they get all this funding from the from mm-hmm. from the, the the circus, right? The government the government is the circus. But the government do shell out money to all these states and mm-hmm. cities and yep. all they get. And then what they do, they steal the money. Right. But because we so worried about what Biden and Hunter Biden mm-hmm. and Trump is doing, that they they running them up right up right. our nose. Just speaking of the DMV right now, the main focus right now that I've only been hearing about the DMV is the fucking Redskins yep. or the commanders, yep. where their yeah. stadium is going to be. Yep. Is it going to be in Merlin, Virginia, or D.C.? Yep. Ain't hearing about, like, D.C. right now, they over 150 murders. <laughs> we only in August. They in 150 murders, but... They cop, worrying about the fucking cop commander deaths, stadium. Cop thefts is yep. through the roof. Robberies <laughs> is through the roof. Crazy. Hundreds of percent. Yeah. Break-ins <laughs> is through the roof. And we worrying about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden don't got <laughs> shit to do with the schools in Charles <laughs> County. What, why do we care about the son of the president? Yeah. That's the other thing. I mean, we should care I mean, yeah, if he's, we in, care, if he's involved yeah. with shit in other countries. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, though, at what point do we come to the realization like that shit is beyond us at this point. Right. Yeah. What can we do about that? You know what I'm saying? Unless they talking about getting rid of income taxes, free health care, and free <laughs> child care, and free tuition. Other than that, don't none of that shit got nothing to do with us? Yeah, they sending all that money to Ukraine, but guess what? They sent money to, to the state of Maryland for them to do shit in the state of Maryland. Nigga, where that money at? I ain't got nothing to do yeah, with the Ukraine true. money. Yeah. Nigga, what are you doing with the money that's supposed to be here for me? All right, speaking of the Biden administration... United States Vice President Kamala Harris says most Americans are $400 expense away from bankruptcy. How y'all feel about that? I'm saying that means most of the world is living check to check. $400 expense away from bankruptcy. Uh, unexpected uh, unexpected bill will fuck you up right now. How can America be the richest nation in the world when you just $400 away from financial ruin? Yep. Something don't make sense. I'm about yeah. I'm about 350. Like I'm about 350 away. <laughs> They need to raise up that uh, that pay. You can't keep raising up everything and then keeping the pay the same. Facts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's where Facts. it all starts. You got people having to work two, three jobs just to pay rent. Where, you only. To, where, where would you like the pay to be at, right, uh, Waves? And you got to at least make like you 80. Talk, you talking minimum wage? Minimum wage, yeah. Should be what? I think to live comfortable, like to be set at the, where we're living at now, you have to be making at least 80K for... Minimum wage. Well, let me tell you right now, part of my job is I have to do, every year we have to do budgets 
for um, to justify giving the officers raises each year. And part of my uh, part of what I have to do is I have to literally find out the cost of living, you know, uh, from groceries to um, rent to um, what you need to make as far as how many dependents you have. All this shit. I got to do all this research and send all this shit in, in reports to justify budgets. So let me tell you. To live in Northern Virginia, right? Because that's what I have to focus on because that's where my sights are. To live in Northern Virginia and no kids, most people are not making the money that they say you need to make to live comfortable. And so I say that to say every dependent you add, so every child that you have, it's way out of range of what's supposed to be comfortable. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you think of a statistic that the average black man in America, on average, it's not everybody, on average, it's an average. It means mm-hmm. most black men make around forty to $45,000 a year. Bruh, that's scary. Yeah. yeah. That's scary. A yeah. big part of it is, in this country, everything is dramatically overpriced. Overpriced, mm-hmm. yep. yep. And going back to... Uh, government officials who have the power to stop that shit, right? But th- the reason why they don't do it is because they in cahoots because I'm going to cut you a check to not stop what we're doing. Yeah. Think about taxes. And this this hits home with me because I cannot stand income taxes because yeah. the more money I make, the, the more, more they, they take. But, but, but here's my thing with income taxes. You tax me when I get paid and you tax me when I buy something. How many times you going to tax this same little bit of money that I'm getting? <laughs> yeah. And once again, this is what frustrates me about Americans, right? We spend so much energy on fucking Hunter Biden. Nigga, <laughs> let's talk about these income taxes. Well, <laughs> it's, it's designed like that because if the masses of people, regardless of white race, mm-hmm. color, or sexual orientation or pronoun, got together and started focusing on income taxes and raising the minimum wage to Mm $80,000, then the government would have a problem that it wouldn't be able to solve. So instead of that, they want you to pay attention to Hunter Biden, Donald Trump getting arrested, what Lizzo's doing, Suki Hana, Hana, (laughs) what the city girls done said, what what Dr. Umar Uh, done did. Pay pay attention (laughs) to all these things instead. Yeah, especially, like, even with that submarine joint, that joint took a lot of attention away from a lot of stuff that was going on. (laughs) (laughs) Looking for the Titanic. Even even before the submarine, this is how powerful the programming of media, any type of media, social media, the television, the music, the movies, whatever. The power of the programming is so bad. Think about this. You have people in Central America who don't have health care upset that folk was talking about giving out free health care. Think about that. I said, how these niggas is mad? They literally on camera, no teeth in their mouth. You can tell by their skin that they're not in the best health. I don't think healthcare should be nigga. You don't have healthcare, <laughs> right? They will fight against they. They're so yeah, programmed. They, fight they will fight their against selves. their own selves. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable, yeah. bro. 
It's unbelievable. All right, well, I'm going to leave off with this last clip for the Blackly Black Woke segment, and we're going to move on to some other stuff. All right, here we go. Self-love is destroying the black community. Just look at the results. Everyone screaming self-love, yet we are the most unmarried group of people. We have the most single-parent homes versus in the 60s, we had a very high marriage rate, and they wasn't screaming self-love. Their focus of love was the black family because love isn't selfish. Love is to be experienced with other people. Stop confusing self-love with self-esteem. Yes, you should have high self-esteem, but love is to be shared. Thoughts? Mm. Love is to be shit. <laughs> just one thing he said about back in the 60s. Just because you were married don't mean you was happy. Don't mean it was Facts. a healthy home. Facts. Married just means two people that was together, and they probably depended on each other back in the 60s. The big difference in the 60s versus now is women in a lot of situations, in most situations, they had to be with the man because women were the home, were, took care of home, and men went out and worked. If they had a dynamic like they have now where women just make is make women make just as much or more than men, I believe that you would have seen a lot of women step away and and divorce and do whatever like they like they do now. Because cheating ain't just start in twenty twenty three. You know. We we praise don't get me wrong, we praise grandma for being strong and sticking there and holding on. But let's be honest, a big part of that was grandma really ain't had no wheels to go. <laughs> if she left her man, she hadn't worked in 15, 20 years. You know what I'm saying? She got kids to raise. She don't have no money. Where was she going to go? Going back to design. Somebody that do the planning to break up a community saw that and said, you know what? <laughs> Give them the same opportunities. I'm not saying it's wrong for getting the opportunities. What I'm saying though is that we keep we keep going back to the '60s and talking about marriage back then. I should have gave my disclaimer. <laughs> the reason why I'm bringing this up is because my thing on marriage is that if if we if we operated, um, I, I, I want to say this the right way because I don't want to get crucified. <laughs> <laughs> If in the 60s, right, it was the same construct as we have now, I think we was we would have seen the same numbers of divorces and separation. I think what marriage has been pushed on us to be is not really what marriage is about. One thing in particular, without going deep into it, when people say I'm not happy, I don't think marriage is about your happiness. True. Marriage is two people coming together. It's almost like a business deal. Yes, it should be love there. Yes, it should be. But your marriage is not supposed to make you happy. You're supposed to be happy already. Yeah. You got to figure out what makes you happy. He got to figure out what Mm -hmm. makes him happy. And then y'all happy. Your Your marriage has nothing to do with happiness. Right. I hope that makes sense. And I definitely... And that's that's where it comes down to multiple things can be true at once. At I once, believe yeah. what you're saying is true. And I also believe in this video what he's saying about 
self-love is destroying the community because I feel like a lot of people get caught up into these these key terms and these these words and these phrases and and all this social media babble and stuff but they don't really understand what it actually means I don't feel like a lot of people actually understand understands what self-love means I think a lot of people if they actually sit down and understand for one people a lot of us don't even know what how to love a, a person really means yeah. because we don't already know how to love love ourselves, ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so if you don't already know how to love yourselves so then you sitting out here navigating talk about something i'm doing this this self-love and all this stuff perfect example with this with this shit this shit it pisses me off <laughs> with this soft girl era what is like that? what? I don't even know what that, that is. Yeah, I don't if you that. hear a lot of a lot of these women on social media talk about I'm living in my soft girl era and all this other stuff, basically they saying that they actually well what they what they what they what they believe that they're saying is is that they're actually living in their femininity. Okay, but they aren't living in their femininity. They just using that term to actually be like, I'm being selfish in the moment or yeah. I'm, 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 I'm using it. Me. Yeah. I'm sure. doing me. I'm using this for aesthetic purposes. I'm using this to show off. Oh, I'm going to get a massage or, you know what I'm saying? I'm taking more, more, uh, care into my, my, uh, my external appearance and stuff like that. But they not really working on anything when it comes to whatever's going on with them right. or whatever. So it's like, People get all caught up into these terms that's being thrown around on social media, but they not they don't really understand what it really means to actually be it or live it. Mm. That's a fact. So like, yeah, this this self love thing is effing up the community, but it's it's a whole bunch of stuff that's effing up the community. But definitely the self love part, just focusing on that, like people don't really know how to love themselves like none of like this is something that you actually have to be taught you got this is things that you have to be taught to to understand like how to navigate through and it's not going to be a a situation where it's going to be perfect Mm -hmm. but you have to have an understanding of it so when you getting in certain scenarios or experiences or spaces or whatever then you know how to move through it or you're self-aware in the moment oh damn well you know what i'm saying i messed up right here mm-hmm. um this is what i need to correct next time i get in this situation but people just looking at it like oh i'm I'm living this self-love moment or i'm living this soft girl area era or you know what i'm saying or i'm doing me and all this other stuff and they don't really know what it means like it's just people just following behind something that they seen on social media and they just running with it. Just so, want to be a part of the topic. So exactly. I, got a, I got a question. Is love is is love a standard thing or is it different for everybody? It's different for everybody. Okay. That's how I feel because, you know what I'm saying, we all, even though it's a lot of people, like, I may have had similar experiences as littles or whatever, but we see it differently Fact. because of how, how we've grown up or whatever. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Everybody have may have had similar experiences but we all see it differently yeah that vision gonna be different yeah because the reason why i ask that because i'm i'm sitting here thinking i'm like okay if 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 i figure out a way to um what what i what i view as love or being loving right and somebody that i'm dealing with they have their view or feeling on what is love or being loving is it a matter of we have to figure out how those two things coincide with each other yep. 
And that's why I always be saying, like, people get so caught up into the black and white of the situation. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a the gray area is much more larger than just the black and white. People always worrying about the black and white, the right and wrong, or all this other stuff. Like, the the middle portion of it is always where everything lies, like the facts, the truth, or whatever you want to call it. Like, that's where you have to come to some sort of agreement or understanding in the middle. It's not the, not your point of view and this other person's point of view. No, that ain't going to work. It is not going to work because you you get so caught up into the selfishness or the the ego part of it that people it, don't know how people don't know how to work as a team. They exactly. don't understand yeah. teamwork, right? right. Yeah. And so I think I think when when you talk about marriage or any relationship I think we get so caught up in in the parts we so worried about the parts that we want to make us feel good, right? That right. we don't spend enough time on the teamwork aspect of it, right? So you you have a woman. I know in my experience, I noticed that women, for the, a lot in a lot of situations, don't get along with other women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I always ask, I always wonder, like, if you can't get along with your friends. You can't get along with your coworkers. You can't get along with your mama. Why should I think you could get along <laughs> with me? <laughs> she has reputation. You, you, you get what right. I'm saying? Hey. Or vice versa. If if this nigga every time he got a problem with somebody, why do you think that's some way somehow he's gonna have, you know, harmony with you? I think we don't have a lot of us don't we don't know how to work well with others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it forget the love, forget the happiness, forget the sex. Do you work well with others? <laughs> <laughs> right? So going back to the selfishness, right? If if you're going to be with somebody in a relationship or in a marriage, there has to be some mm-hmm. compromise, some unselfishness. And if you if you can't operate, I've I've had this conversation with in my personal life with people I've dealt with. I'm like, if everything gotta be your way, that lets me know that this ain't gonna work because everything can't be your way. You're not willing yeah. to work as a team. If you're gonna be Kobe Bryant and when I pass you the ball, you don't <laughs> never pass it back. Like, we're not gonna win a lot of championships. I always take the page out of I always pay attention to people in their when they talk about their work experiences. Mm. If you always got the same shit going on in your work No matter what life, job you go to. Yes. <laughs> then that says a lot, bro. Yeah. That says yeah. a lot. Because it's like when you jumping from, when you going from job to job, not jumping from job, when you having different type of jobs and you going through the same thing mm-hmm. over and over How again with different people. always end up in this same yes. situation? <laughs> and they never so, think it's them. It's never, oh, it's never them. Bruh. Accountability runs. It's never them. It's never them. A- Antonio, I just want to say I'm disappointed in you because what happened? we started off with a Tupac song. And John got his Jay Z reference in. You did not crowbar Little Wayne. <laughs> no way. And we just talked about a segment called How to Love. That was your end right there, brother. You supposed to come hey, in with yo. the Wayne verse and all that. Hey, yo. Oh, man. <laughs> he ain't no fan fool. <laughs> all right, oh, we're gonna start closing the show out, and we ending with the Blackity Black woke segment. So. We about to get into oh, some. Oh, that wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we about to finish it all. We about to finish it oh, all. Okay. So I got a couple of clips. Let's so here we go. <laughs> 
Hi guys. A man's fascination with sex isn't really that hard to understand, but it could do wonders for the relationship of a woman who can understand and leverage it correctly. Now, I want to be very clear here because I'm not talking about men who are just out here having random sex. I'm talking about people who are actually committed to each other, whatever that might look like for them. Men and women treat sex very differently. And the reason behind that lies in the backdrop of our biology and evolutionary psychology. Women want sex, but men need sex. And this is the mm. disconnect and physical desire that has to be understood and accommodated for in any kind of healthy relationship. If you're a woman, understand that you have an innate built-in resistance to have sex very frequently because natural selection mm. has almost conditioned your mind to equate sex with pregnancy and the biological mm. and social complications that arise from it. This is known as biological signaling and biomarkers. This is the reason why a lot of women view sex as a chore, but men view it as fun. Mm. Sex releases dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and norepinephrine in the brain, which are our feel-good hormones. This helps create that emotional bond that men find so hard to develop prior to that physical connection. Sex for a man is one way that he feels validated and loved mm. because during sex, you're relinquishing your power to him. In that moment, you're submissive and he's dominant. A man sees your willingness to share your body with him as proof of the love and trust that you have for him. But this seems too taboo to women that feel that emotions are primary and their physical expression of love through sex is secondary. The biggest mistake you can make is shaming your man for wanting to have sex or even worse, using it to manipulate him. Men are driven by the fundamental biological desire to reproduce and they derive a large part of their status, success, and feelings of being loved from the fact that you're willing and even more so enthusiastic about sleeping with them. This is one of the reasons why the barometers of success for a man is how many women he can surround himself with. Your emotion and love ties you to him and his sexuality ties him to you. Sex for you comes second, just as an emotional connection for him comes second. When you allow this reciprocal energy to, dim to diminish from your side, his sexual desires can make him chase and lust after other women, even if there's absolutely no emotional connection attached to it. Studies have shown time and time again that men deprived of their sexual needs are more prone to cheat, but for them it rarely goes beyond the physical act if they still have that emotional bond with you. This is why a man who has cheated on you can still cry and beg you not to leave him. Because after the heat of the moment has passed, he realizes that you are still the woman that he truly loves. Mm. Yes, men and women have different sexual appetites, but just because something is different does not mean that it can't work. This is where compromise comes into play. The sexual dynamics between men and women is the symbiotic relationship that has to be understood and maintained for any kind of successful relationship. So until the next video, I'll see you guys later. Bye. And that's why I've always said, like, with with us men, naturally we're visual beings first. Like when we see a woman, right. we you know what I'm saying we focus on the physical, you know what I'm saying, what we're presented with physically. Mm -hmm. And because we've already been programmed not to be emotionally vulnerable with women, mm. with us already having that visual aspect. So when we actually having sex with a woman, that's how we connect with them emotionally. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like when I when I first heard this video, I was like, damn, she broke that joint down perfectly. She, she made me she made me even see it even more um emotionally from a, a from the a male at point of view or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it had me thinking like, damn, yeah. 
So that makes sense why, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, when I was coming up and, you know what I'm saying, I was having my first girlfriends and stuff like that, I wanted to just jump, you know what I'm saying, have sex all the mm-hmm. time or whatever because that's the only way that I knew how to express my mm-hmm. emotions. Right. I was going to say because older me is much different from younger me. So younger me was like that. I probably was humping like a rabbit. But older me, just sex don't do it for me anymore. Yeah. Like I need to have um, some type of connection. And it's it's funny because guys that are still rabbit-like, I, I tend to call them late bloomers. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> if you if you still if you still rabbit like I I'm pretty much betting that in your younger years you didn't get it like mm-hmm. you getting it now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you suppressing something. Or you suppressing something. Because in my younger years I was I was definitely like a rabbit. But now I'm like, Charlie, if you don't stimulate me mm-hmm. uh uh mentally, if the if the you know, I gotta be stimulated just by your presence. Right. Your your like these cliche terms, your vibe and energy, yeah. right? If that's not there, I'm past the just having sex because your butt is fat. Yeah. I look at your fat butt, but that don't mean I want to hit you. You know and what I'm even, saying? And even when you having sex or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like this is just me. I, I'm not gonna speak for nobody. I want to talk to you. I want to, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Kiss you. I want to look exactly. into your eyes. Right. You know what I'm saying? This exactly. is the. I want to give you like the, the 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 all of me in this moment or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But that's just me. You just <laughs> trying to make I'm love. With <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. And I think I think it's just a part of of um, growing. As we grow overall, I think we grow in in the sexual aspect too. You know, some of the things that would would make me go crazy don't make me go crazy like that no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, but I think it's I think it's necessary, and I think um, it's important for discipline. You know what I mean? True. Because if you if you out here got to hump everything moving, you going I pray for you. Yeah, that's too much, yeah. <laughs> son. Shit, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> you been quiet. Uh, shit, I'm sorry, bro. I'm over there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm the only one talking. Moving on. I'm sorry. My mind went blank. To summarize the clip, lady, she said, uh, "Let your man hit it more often, and your relationship would be better for it." True. I mean, so let me, let me. So I just, I want to ask the room. Do y'all, do y'all feel like that though? Do y'all feel like okay? Do you? Do you feel like you need sex to feel wanted by your woman? Uh, it's not even a thing of feeling. I don't need the sex to feel wanted, but I want to feel like you want me. Yeah. Yeah. Show, okay. show that affection. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this goes back to the very first clip from the intro of the, of the thing where okay. the guy was saying. Full circle. Yeah, exactly. You know, I sh- he shouldn't have to ask for right. affection. The dog, the dog exactly. Like, mm-hmm. if he gets those things, like, we're easy to please mm-hmm. right we don't yeah. need a lot mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying show us that you know what i'm saying that we that one that you want right yeah mm-hmm. I, I feel like this bro i got it back now <laughs> i feel like this <laughs> yo i ain't gonna lie to you sex motivates me mm-hmm. in in our aspect of our relationship if got that you. makes any sense like all right we having consistent sex now and i want to do things for you to make you feel now mm-hmm. i'm working on that emotional part that you like makes mm-hmm. sense. because it's easier yeah. to work on my on what i want mm-hmm. once once we get in that now it's like all right because look think about this right so you're saying that that physical is necessary yeah, yeah. Yeah. think about this yeah. when you meet a meet a girl right for the mm-hmm. first time right mm-hmm. 
you doing everything to get that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, all right, once you get it, some dudes do just be like, it's over. But when you married or with someone, it's mm-hmm. like that that thing motivates you to do mm-hmm. the things that you would have mm-hmm. done yeah. if you first met her, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So her, her encouraging words ain't enough. <laughs> I, I want that too, though. I want encouraging words too. No, I'm but I think it, it all comes down to like even just taking the like the the sex out of it or whatever, just the mm-hmm. intimacy part of right. it. Like mm-hmm. you want it, like men want to feel like we want it just as well. We want the compliments so, and all that. Other I want you to grab yeah. on so my butt. The reason why I'm saying it, I want you to do that. I'm sorry. The reason why the reason why I'm saying it though is because I think as as men, this is a show of all men, and as men. And we we have these conversations. I think um, I don't think I know. Women get intrigued by these conversations, but then they want us to go deeper. So, like, could you give some examples of what some of those things might be? Wait, what, what do you mean? What I was whatever. Saying? I don't care. Like, talk, okay, nigga. all right. So the, <laughs> nah, what I'm saying. So look, I mm-hmm. I'm, one, I'm gonna talk more. We gonna we gonna have way more conversation, mm-hmm. more. No, it's I'm saying what are, what are dates. some what are it's some like, of the things that she could do that uh, you talked about being motivated uh, to do more for her. It ain't even gotta be about sex though, bro. Well, I, I like I'm saying, I like whatever. girl. You know how you 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 got a, you got a woman you like to smack her ass when you see her and mm-hmm. she like mm-hmm. like oh mm-hmm. you look cute, bro. You do the same shit to me, mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying. Oh, Touch you want on your me. ass smack. Yeah, yes, you my woman, right? <laughs> oh, simple compliment. You want that build? You want that build? That physical touch. You want that build? Right. It ain't always. It ain't gotta be. It ain't gotta be really sex all the time. It's just like we walk around. It's like yo. I feel oh, you. You, oh, you think you're cute today. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. A simple compliment. You flirting with me. You look yeah. good today. Talk you about smell it. good today. Talk about right. it. Yeah, that's intimacy right there. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's it the same thing. Shit, yeah. that, them little small things goes a long way for a guy. Right. Yeah. Hey, yo. Yeah. I'm going to keep it all the way a buck, yo. A woman telling her man. See, Scott, I, I got preach. him talking now. <laughs> nah, a woman telling her man she appreciate him. Facts. It might be the biggest compliment a woman can Facts. ever say to a man, ever, in but that, any relationship. That goes back to just us being black men. Like, it's different for black men. We we go out into the world. We don't hear compliments and stuff like that. Yeah. We always on guard when right. we go out in the and world and goes, shit like even, that. Even it plays into, like, social media. Like, even if you sit here, you post a picture, you get all this attention. If you're not getting that attention at home, then you're going to feed into the attention Facts. you're getting yeah. online. Facts. Facts. And that's where a lot of shit be fucking up at. And yeah. just and just to what you said, being told that you appreciate it, my nigga. I had a situation where I was told I was a pre- nigga. That y'all almost bought a tear to my eye. Nah, yeah. for real, that's because we hear it so little. Yeah. yeah. And I I equated to I equated to and I've said this before, but I equated to men hollering at women. Right. A woman, especially a a, a really good looking woman, from the if she ride the metro from the time she leave home from work. To go to work and come back home, <laughs> right. she's been hollered at exactly. 10, 15 times. Mm-hmm. So being hollered at by niggas, it's it's so nothing to them because that's a norm, right? right. Yeah. And they get so they get so mind blown that uh, a woman approaches a guy or comes comes at a guy and she's able to get her guy's attention. That's not normal for most guys. Right. Most guys don't get hit on. Mm-hmm. So when it happens, if you're not disciplined, if you're not getting the sex at home mm-hmm. and getting appreciated at home, and that will draw you in because you're like, yo, I'm not getting, I don't get attention yeah, yeah. 10, 15 times a day like a woman do. So when I'm getting it, oh, I'm ready to eat it all up, mm-hmm. right? Fact. And so what you guys are saying to the ladies that's listening and watching is that just like y'all want us to show you 
that we care and show you that we appreciate you, we need that too. Facts. Because what happens is, and I know a lot of women are saying, oh, it don't matter. <laughs> if I do that or not, they still going to cheat. Right. But are you really doing that? Right. Mm. See, we we can say things for social media to get likes and get somebody mm-hmm. to comment. If they cheat, try harder. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> well, black men don't cheat, so. <laughs> but we we say stuff online to, to for cliche or to get get people to jump on board. But are you really are you really making that nigga feel appreciated? Right. Are you really you know um, trying to to uh, 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 cater to whatever mm-hmm. his needs is? Do you even know that nigga love language for mm-hmm. real? Right. Do you know his birthday? Do you know it's perfect? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we got to really stop being honest because I feel like a lot of women want to give, they want men to give 100% and they want to be able to give 30 or 40%. Right, that's fine. Because they always on defense mode and shit like that. Yeah. Or they listening to them good, good girlfriends yeah. or, or they aunties think, or they all think that If shit. they give you sex, then that should be yeah, enough. No, True. You know what they love to say? You know they, oh, they be like, oh, all women are submissive. It just got to be with the right, right guy. That's wild. That's a wild ass statement. <laughs> that's wild as fuck. That's wild. Like <laughs> what? That's wild. Yeah. A lot. A, a big. A lot of it is both men and women. We just gotta really stop being honest with ourselves. Yeah. And when you stop being honest with yourselves, then we can stop being honest with each other. Slim, take me on a date. Like, True. <laughs> yo, like right, we damn. all got planned on the date. You plan a date to be like, hey, you get ready. <laughs> so, take me on a date. Like, can you at least give the do. tip? <laughs> right. Take me on a date and pay for that shit. All right, let me play this other clip. Someone say you gotta smack his butt. Tell him he cute. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> he's cute over here. He's in a minute. He's gonna say buy him some flowers. Now, like with you, sex with you will change because he is physically checked out as well. If sex becomes just sex with nothing else attached, that's a major red flag. That he's Back. disconnecting. If you have spent any kind of considerable amount of time together, you should be accustomed to the little things that he does that mean something to you. Maybe it's the way that his tone of voice changes when he's about to reach that moment. Maybe it's the way that he holds on to you at night. Or maybe it's the way that he kisses you and grabs you when you're close. It should be pretty well established that you and your man have found your rhythm with each other. So this makes it even easier to realize the warning signs of when those little things that mean so much to you start to diminish. Instead of him taking his time with you in the bedroom, his advances towards you will start to become rushed and mediocre because he wants to start it to finish it. It's simply about pleasure for him at that point because he's disregarded the connection. Sex for him is now just a physical release without any kind of emotions attached. Lack of eye contact is another big sign as well. Mm. If your man always wants to have sex positions that don't allow you to have eye contact, that's a major telltale sign that he's hiding an internal incapacity to appreciate and reciprocate the Mm. emotional connection that previously existed between you. Sex satisfies many different needs at several different levels for a man. Men are constantly condemned and ostracized and criticized for the very qualities that highlight their masculinity and manhood. Men go through life steadily being trained to bury their emotions because men don't cry and emotions are weak. So there's very limited safe spaces in life where a man feels that he has the emotional safety to fully express and cultivate himself. When you have sex with your man, you're giving him the opportunity to express vulnerability, self-confidence, and love. And in turn, you're giving him reassurance. Reassurance that he's accepted, heard, and seen. Yes, a man receives all of that through sex. This is why I tell women one of the very 
worst things you could do in life as a woman is withhold sex from your man because you're not just withholding sex. You're severing his nonverbal communication with you. Men don't require a lot to remain content, but at the top of that list is the most essential human need, and that's the need to connect. Women by nature tend to have an overabundance of resources and opportunities to create and cultivate emotional connections. This provides them the advantage of having multiple outlets for emotional fulfillment that men are only able to achieve through their sexual experiences. So if you question if your man is checked out of the relationship, all you really have to do is assess your sex life. And with that being said, until the next video, I'll see you guys later. Bye. That's what I will always say, like, us as men like <laughs> that's one of the ways that we express our emotion is through sex and women play that shit against us mm. <laughs> they really do and when they do that they don't understand that it will take us far away from them mm. that that pretty much severs a lot of ties that's true in the relationship that's true once they take that that sex away from us that's true it, it'll be different if there's like a conversation or something like that that's 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 happening that you 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 saying how you feel and you know what i'm saying and this is why you feel that way but when you totally just pull it away mm -hmm. and start playing these games and stuff like that then yeah it's it's is I don't know. I mean, I want to say it's just like it's over. But <laughs> yeah. I want to add a dis I want to add a disclaimer to all of this too. And I think this is is important to say to the ladies. All this stuff that we listening to and we talking about, we talking about the guy that's really trying to be with you. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of women, your problem is not that oh. He going to cheat no matter what I do. Your problem is not, oh, he this, he that. He. The problem is that nigga ain't really into you like you think he is. Right. All the stuff we talking about are the guys that's really trying to be with you, that's really into you and is really trying to build with you. All this stuff applies to those niggas. First, you got to find out, is your nigga that right. nigga? Because a lot of y'all are just uh, 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 life jacket for niggas. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know it's a lot. Just like. We talk about the social media stuff, and they always throwing these memes and shit out there talking about effort, effort, effort. I will always say this, and I will mm -hmm. stand by this. Niggas, and I mean, I hate to say it, but it is what it is. Niggas will show effort just to get some pussy. It That's just facts. is what it is. That's facts. <laughs> it just is what it is. That's facts. Like, facts. effort don't mean shit. Facts. Like, it really don't. Facts. Facts. That's a fact. Damn. <laughs> Nothing else? Tell them how you really feel. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm like, because I, I just hate the fact that people just just get on social media and they, they get caught up into these memes and stuff. And just like John was saying with the popularity and stuff, you get these pages that's all popular and stuff like that. And they just be following behind every word that's being posted on these pages. And just, just like, okay, that's how they're going to live their life. Mm -hmm. And then they just cause and just a ripple effect. In the quote unquote community, mm -hmm. <laughs> and then hey, how are we gonna repair that? That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, let me play this clip. Harsh reality for us men. Women don't genuinely care about you up front. Answer this: When did she start respecting you? Was it at the beginning when y'all first met? The middle? Or when she seen you had yourself in order? If you have a top five priority list, make sure them first four slots is you. Those first four priorities should be your purpose, your finances, your health, and your respect.
Because at any given moment, that woman can switch up and put her feelings first. She'll have you playing a question game, asking yourself where you went wrong. I can tell you, the first priority slots you had when you met her, you slacked up on her. Don't ever do that. Keep them priorities right there and she'll respect you more. Just make her one of those priorities, but not the priority. The reason why I played this clip, right, because I've been saying a lot of stuff on, you know, social media talking about, like, uh, women respecting men or whatever in their, in their relationship or whatever. And it's like, it's a post that I came across as well. It says, young black men, if even once your girl undermines your problem-solving skills by asking others, especially other men, for their advice on the same shit, she just asked you, leave her be. She's stuck in survival mode and won't be able to benefit from proper guidance anyway. Mm. Mm. Damn. Mm. So if if she's asking other people advice on something she asked you advice on? Other men? Yeah. yeah other men. Okay. Oh, other men. Okay. Hmm. Maybe she was one different perspective, guys. Are we being too hard on her? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow. The, re- the reason why... I played the clip and I brought up that post was because, you know, just just what I said earlier about, you know, the fact that with men, we we look at being loved from the respect aspect Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just all the shit that we see on social media. Not saying that, you know, I'm saying it's true in real life, Mm -hmm. but just all the stuff that's being on social media talking about, you know, I'm saying Respect your man. You don't respect your man. Listen to him and all this other stuff and su- submission and all that other stuff. So how how would you really feel if, you know what I'm saying, your woman I, actually. I think for me, it depends on who the nigga is. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if my, if my woman asked me something. And then she went and talked to my father about it. Yeah, I was about to say something. Am I going to be feeling some type of way? (laughs) Like, I'll be like, yeah, talk to Big Roy because, you know, he might have, you know what I'm saying? It depends now. If you if you ask me, if you ask me something, I gave you my respect, and then you ask this nigga over here that ain't worth a hill of beans, I I probably, me personally, I probably still wouldn't feel a way about it. But I could see somebody being like, you're going to take this nigga advice over mine? You know what I'm saying? But I just think... Some of these things just depends on the guy you're dealing with. Yeah. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not super sensitive like that, or I'm not so technical that you like. I I said this to somebody, and and they couldn't believe I said it. But I was like, I'm not even looking for you to submit that word to me. I think it's an unnecessary word. Like, I don't I don't even use the word submit to me. I like to use the word teamwork. Or partner, right, yeah. because I feel like if I'm in a relationship with you and we trying to build something, we in this together. Right. It's it's submit means somebody has a seat higher than somebody mm-hmm. else, and I don't want that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. I don't mind being um um um. I don't want to use the word equal neither, but I don't. I, I want my woman to be a woman, and I want to be a man, and I want us to come together and and right. have a team effort. That's right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Submitting, you don't need to submit. You don't need to just what I what I do need you to do is respect me and be fucking peaceful. So you basically <laughs> saying it's okay for her to lead sometimes. It's not even. I don't even look at it as a like, lead. I mean, because a teamwork. If, if I mean, you just have leaders, you just have more but, knowledge or wisdom in this certain area. Or but whatever. yeah, right. if, you, if we're being realistic, mm-hmm. your woman is going to be stronger in something right. than you are, no, and vice right. versa. Yeah. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? That's like. Right. Like when we talking about what needs to happen with the car, you might want to fall back, babe. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
But when I'm in the kitchen trying to cook dinner, I'm going to be like, look, I'm the lead. I'm the, nah, babe. <laughs> nah, right, it's right. a way I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm just using that as a small example. But I think we get so caught up on these terms and these, you know, definitions. Like, nigga, figure yeah, out what worked for sure. you <laughs> and who you with, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? What about those situations where you see, like, a woman will ask you to do something or whatever? Like, mm-hmm babe take out the trash or can you clean this or put this together or something like that and then five minutes later you you know what i'm saying you chilling you gonna do it when you feel like doing it five minutes later she started doing it herself i'm pissed <laughs> i've gone through that so lie. many I'm times I'm I, no, at first i used to get mad at that because i've gone through that so many times but then i started <laughs> i started taking the approach like listen if you can't wait for this game to finish and it's so necessary <laughs> for that table, yeah. you can go and get that table started and I'm going to come. You know what I'm saying? I I stop carrying my feelings on my – because we got to be careful too. Like we can't be in our feelings all the time. True. true. You know true. what I'm saying? Because yeah, – and I say this to people and, and I'm working with my son with this about uh, controlling your emotions, right? Yeah. If everything going to get you in your feelings, you about to live a miserable mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Because it's going to always be something that's going to make you feel away. Mm-hmm. You know we, what I'm saying? And we also can't, can't get caught up in, like, everything isn't a competition between Facts. men and women. Right. It's like, yeah. I've seen so many clips on social media where it's like, well, if you do this and this person say this, then you got to do this because yeah. this means this. And it's like, dude, yeah. you don't know my girl. You don't know exactly. us. You don't know. Like, she just might be confused. Or maybe she wants somebody else to talk to. It's like, that's fine. <laughs> and I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't always know what I'm talking about sometimes. <laughs> you know? I'm going to keep it a buck because I, I try to be as real as possible that I can possibly be, right? Sometimes... She put the shit together better than I would. No, that's true. Cause I had put that's shit true. together and still had pieces left over. And I'd be like, we just gonna brush them to right. the side. And that don't make you a bad man. You gotta leave her and find like, somebody who can't. She's put actually shit looking together. at the direction. But I think, but I think that come say, down. I'm just about to say one of my big problems is I have a problem with following directions. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think that come down to like the earlier videos when you talk about manhood and shit like that. It's like certain women. They will look at it like, you know what I'm saying, well, since I'm able to put this table together better than he can, then I don't need him for anything else. Mm, like, they nah. take this overall approach yeah, that's that to the, nah. yeah. If I can do it, then what I need him for? Exactly. Well, then nah. get away from them damn women then. Shit, let them be by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> what time is that? Who are these? <laughs> 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 nah, that should be a title <laughs> right there. Who are, who are these, these niggas? niggas? All right, I'm going to finish off with this clip, and we're going to head out of here. That's the type of woman that's going to smack someone on his butt. Until <laughs> <laughs> like good job, man. Good job, man. Slip twenty in his uh, <laughs> twenty in his drawers. Good job. Men are more compelled to commit to women who have these traits. Guys, tell me if I'm right or wrong, okay? All right, let's get into it, y'all. A woman who is patient. She ain't trying to force commitment. A woman who has more to offer than just sexual, meaning she's more than just pretty. A woman who has good morals. Let's go, Proverbs thirty-one. The right timing. I believe a man has to be ready for that level of commitment. He's found within himself that he wants to be committed. You could be the greatest woman on earth, but it's just the wrong timing. He got to be attracted to you. That's number five. A woman who is attractive. Number six, a woman who brings peace. She is peaceful. Creates peaceful environment. (laughs) Ain't about the drama. Number seven, a woman who is supportive. She finds ways to help him reach his goals. She's a cheerleader. She's an asset, not a liability. Y'all knew I 
I was gonna say that. Last but not least, she allows him to have his freedom. Still go out with the boy, still do his hobbies, still be himself. She nailed it. Yeah, that was like she just named like twenty different women. The way she said, the, <laughs> the way she said it made it seem like, so simple though. Hmm. But it's not, and the reason why it's not is because I hate to say this: a lot of women have been raised and taught by other angry women, and when you have that, you have what we have today. Yeah, that's the simplest I way I can put it. That whole get them ways being patient and stop trying to force relationship. That's a big ass turn uh, off. Big turn off. I literally just had that conversation this morning. Not even the relationship, just forcing outcomes. Even when you in that relationship, yeah. it's like whether it's coming from <laughs> social media or their their girlfriends or their insecurities, their fears or whatever. Always trying to force shit. Yeah, and it's, it goes back to something y'all said earlier. Women have the tendency to to deal with a guy off their looks or, or the sex first and then they try to mold him or they think they're going to change him into being the dude that they want him to be yeah. versus getting to know this nigga for who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want to build a bear. Really? Yeah. Get, to, get to know build this nigga. nigga for who he is <laughs> and then when you get to know him, find out if this nigga works for you. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because every nigga can't fight. <laughs> every nigga don't make a million dollars a year. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Every nigga ain't a mandingo. You know, you got to find out if this dude works for what you need in your life. But And if he don't, he don't. And guys, if, if you don't fit, be okay with that too. But not only that, because, like, I think it's something that we, we probably haven't spoken about enough is that the fact that it's always us being a problem. In yeah, situations, that's it's never no situation where a woman is actually being self-aware in the moment and being accountable for the role that she plays in it. It's not the thing of the man saying that he's totally right in the situation, but he just actually wants you to be able to say, OK, yeah, I'm wrong right here or I did this. So I need to work on this and stuff like that. And this it's just hard to find women that are yep. capable of actually being able to be accountable or self-aware on their role in things. I think it was Bill Burr. He told a joke, and in the joke he said just that. He said, when it comes to um, my marriage, we're always working on me. No, yeah. that's facts. <laughs> no, that's facts for real. Like, bro, like, come on, can can we just ha- can it just be a moment where I can say what you know what I'm saying? Never. The, the the things that I'm having an issue with or or what I'm having a problem with in the relationship, and it just be that. No, it got to be a tit for tat situation. Well, because you're the problem when you turn on the TV. <laughs> no, seriously, when you yeah, turn no, on the TV, right, yeah. the men are the problem. When you yep. open a magazine, the men are the problem. When Nick you turn on the shit. song, the men are the problem. When you go on social media, the men are the problem. So yep. all the women are programmed that we're not the problem. The men are the problem. Exactly. So like Bill Burr said, in my merge, mm-hmm. we're always working on me. And <laughs> women amongst themselves have built a community of yep. other women that yep. will support them yep. and telling them yep. that the man is the problem. And, that, yep. and that's why I always say on this podcast, the women, the y'all women out here, y'all got to be careful with these women empowerment women that y'all are following. Because a lot of these women empowerment women that y'all are following are just projecting shit onto y'all. And y'all following behind it because it's familiar to y'all. Mm-hmm. And y'all think that because it's familiar to y'all that that means that it's right. And yeah. and and it's a clip going around now where Charleston White got into it with a girl on that same thing. He was like, y'all listening to this woman. She don't even date men. 
but she telling y'all <laughs> what's wrong with men, what needs, hey, you know, what men need to be doing, and that's what's happening. And y'all know I talk about, you know, say I talk about a lot of mental health stuff on the pod, on my podcast, and it, and I've highlighted a lot of women therapists that do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They don't even date black men; they date women, mm-hmm. and. They are spewing this stuff out there mm-hmm. and pointing these women in the wrong yeah. direction. And these women think because that they're therapists, they got this title and all this other mm-hmm. stuff, that they are right. They and they they're following behind this shit. They they're white women too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, it's crazy, man. Figure out what works for you <laughs> and your partner and rock with that. And and, and the the beauty, people people don't see it this way, but the beauty in relationships is none of them are the same. Right. Uh, yeah. If 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 all relationships was the same, then relationships would be born. Yeah. I could there's I've been in several relationships and there's been different things that I enjoyed about each one. You know what I'm saying? Relationships are not a standard. It's it's whatever works for you and that person Facts. where y'all at at the time. And my relationship might might look totally. And I always say that about uh, uh, couples that have open relationship. When somebody come out and say they have an open relationship, everybody's all up in arms. Nigga, if open relationships don't work for you, then that's fine. Nigga, but right, if it right. works for them and they happy, same thing about marriage. I got a buddy. His son and my son was born on the same exact day. Him and his him and his son's mother have been together thirty years. Have never been married. No. I'm, I'm too many years 25 years have never been married most women will be like oh ain't no way mm-hmm. she crazy you can't i if we've we been together three years we get they are the one of the happiest couples i've ever been around in my life happier than married couples and you would have married women telling her she doing it all wrong mm-hmm. But she is having a ball. <laughs> they like you gotta you gotta be miserable like me. <laughs> so it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Any last thoughts? No, nah, it was good having the panel back together. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> this I was just, cool. I'll see y'all next hundred. <laughs> next hundred, two hundred show. I, I definitely would just like to say congratulations on your hundredth yeah. episode. Yeah, right. That's a hell of a congratulations, my Absolutely. brother. Appreciate it. I think you was the first podcast. No, nah, it was actually Scott. Oh, Scott me? Was the first yeah, podcast? Scott was first. For real? Yeah. Damn, Scott was first. Mm. Well, yeah. you was the second. You was the second. Yeah, I was the second because I network. remember. Um, I remember hitting Scott up and asking him for uh, uh questions of. To record oh, and wow. shit. Yeah. Wow. That's a blast uh, from the past. Hey. So, yeah. So, yeah. Definitely congratulations as the second uh, solo show out of the network. I think 100, 100 episodes is huge, man. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's, that's lit. Yeah. yeah when I first thought about what I was going to do, I just kept thinking about, like, the TV shows from back in the 90s, Martin and stuff like mm-hmm. that, uh-huh. and how they will always do shows and shit and do, like, um, when they would have their mm-hmm. 100 episodes, they would do, like, re- Reunion uh, stuff or oh, show yeah. like old clips and stuff. So yeah, I was like, let me try to get the fellas together yeah, or no, whatever, because this is where it all started. The you and you podcast. That's, that's a fact. Yeah. That so, had ninety five downloads last week. It's always weird to do that. What You still download that, y'all? That's lit. Podcast had ninety five downloads last. Week. That's lit. Yeah, yeah. we need to. Try to do that more often. Man. Nah, I was thinking. I was like, when I was thinking today, I was like, man, we should probably try to do it like at least once a month. Yeah, I was just thinking that once a month <laughs> might be cool. Just say the word. Say the word. Yeah, we'll yeah. find a way to mess it up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. So I'm gonna be like, nah, I ain't recording tonight. Because y'all got to bring this show to my house because Keisha said. That's I'm like, what? Hey, yo. <laughs> 
That yeah. sounds like word for word. <laughs> no, <Nah>, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going up there no more. But we're going to sign off. I'm going to let everybody oh get their sign off on. Make sure y'all introduce y'all shows and y'all platforms. So we're going to start again to the left. It's your boy Waves. Um, you can catch me on Instagram, Waves underscore DC. That's with a Z and not an S. I do be featured on everybody, little podcasts and stuff when they need to. Uh, when you want to, you mean. Not when we need you. <laughs> yeah, when I want to, I will call and be like, yeah, I'm on my way over there. So, yeah, you you can see me on everybody else's podcast if you want to. That's a fact. Hey, this is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. Your boy, son, the mother lover on you and you podcast, but on uh, Three Stars, Two Bars, I'm so sad Malone, but I'm from Waldorf. <laughs> <laughs> this man got more aliases. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Antonio She Lover, and you can follow my podcast on uh, Three Stars, Two Bars. It's your boy O King Johnny O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny. The same on all social media platforms. You can find my show Separate underscore the underscore two on Instagram and Separated Two Podcasts on all your platforms. You can find us on Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, just about everywhere you listening to uh, podcasts. It's a Separated Two Podcast. Shout out to my co-host G Depp. Shout out to Dad. Shout out Last to but not least, this is your main man, Littles. You can catch me on uh, the Littles Talking Shit podcast, a.k.a. Everything <laughs> But The News podcast, coming real soon, hosted by me, myself, and I. That'll catch me big. on all social media platforms at Littles1126, size 13, people. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, it's your boy, Rip. Taste to consider podcast. I will make sure that I have each and every one of the pages, platforms, podcasts down on the post on Instagram, Twitter, as well as YouTube. Shout out to all the fellas that's here right now. I appreciate it. Definitely 100 episodes. I'll talk to you next week. Make sure you uh, download, like, share, subscribe on all the platforms as well as mine. And we out. Make sure y'all do that. And tell a friend. Tell a friend. (laughs) Tell a friend. (laughs)